0: Ladies and gentlemen, if there's one good thing 2020 has brought us, it is that we do not have to keep up with the Kardashians any longer. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yeah, Finally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am throwing a party by my lonesome because fuck it. Cue music.
1: I don't know what are at we
0: saw we kicked its ass! Oh doc. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style?
1: Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway.
2: We're gonna have
1: company! Loud
0: noises! Hello! Hi! Hello! What? Hi there. Yeah. <laughs> well, mm. Okay, I'm making weird noises now. I'm Kendall Richardson.
3: I'm Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulacantar Major. And I'm a Michael Lizza.
0: And you're now experiencing a podcast called Fred.
4: Yeah, you are. Hello.
0: Yes. Straight well, to welcome. the earlobes. Straight in your. Yes, yes. I feel like I should clarify I'm not parting by my lonesome. I meant I mean virtually I'm with people, but parting by my <laughs> lonesome in my isolation, lockdown situation going on. Um, yes. Anyway, I'm very happy about about that. That's that, And that's all I'm going to say because they don't deserve any more time. They've had too much. Um, all right. <laughs> Fulia, uh, my darling. Yes. How was your week?
3: Uh, my week has been the same as usual. Been streaming, been editing, Um the murdered soul suspect um, YouTube videos are going up almost every second day, which is really cool. People are really enjoying them. I've been uh, streaming um, my Animal Crossing and Thursday we decided to play uh, Jackbox party games with uh, my community, which was a lot of fun. Ah, oh, that's cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, I wanted to, so I wanted to not, do something different. So you're not playing. Uh, uh, Mario Kart anymore?
3: <laughs> after last after week's I, After last week's fail? No
1: <laughs> After I bought it And it came in the mail and I was ready And then you decided to change
4: Aww <laughs> oh, so mean. I can't believe you'd be I, so mean to Michael Like that, he's nothing but I, fun to you
3: I didn't do it because Michael got it, I did it because Of my own failures, that's why
4: <laughs> You at least you just owe him one scared. race though <laughs> yeah, well, you I, didn't least... even,
3: I didn't even realise he had it, so what but can you
1: know I say? Now.
4: But you know now.
1: I said on the stream that I was going to get it, and it was coming in the mail because... Well, I, I didn't realise re-
3: you would have had it by the time I streamed it uh, last week.
1: <laughs>
3: uh... <laughs> anyway, so we played some Jackbox. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then finally finished Paper Mario this weekend. Um... That was interesting. Uh, decided that because I was so adamant that I wanted to finish it, I uh, ended up going for six hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, But I'm happy. It's done. I can move on to another game now on Saturdays. Um, and I've still got to pick it. So we'll see how we go. I did say fairy tale. But now that the um, uh, 35th anniversary of uh, Super Mario is, is pretty much this week, And uh, the um, 3D All-Stars game is going to be coming out on Friday. Uh, There's a potential chance that I may end up streaming that. So we'll see how we go. (laughs) Um, Other than that, haven't really been doing much else. Um, You know, been doing a little bit of uh, crochet at home. Um, Been doing, uh, I don't know, like just random things around the house, I suppose been, Ooh, I've been watching more mesh. and, uh, also decided to go and binge watch all of the episodes up until the current episode of the mass singer, which I'm <laughs> really enjoying. So they're in season two at the moment here in Australia. And I absolutely love it. And the top three, it, the top three, the costumes are amazing. In this show, I love the costumes. I am absolutely impressed and I absolutely admire the celebrities that are in these costumes, especially with those huge masks, those heads that they have to wear. And the fact that they also have to sing and dance on stage wearing these heavy costumes, these really detailed colourful costumes. and uh, I'm just in awe of them. It's so amazing to see that. Um and it's exciting to also see the reveal of the celebrities. Um the ones that get voted off. My goodness, like I've been surprised at a few of them. The first one of them was Mark Philippousis, the tennis player legend.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. <Wow>. The poo
3: <laughs> and in the top three so there's three, uh, there's three celebrities left. The final um, is probably already out by the time this is released. The final three are the Queen, Bush Ranger, and Frillneck. And I have to say, from looking at Frillneck's uh, clues, I, I'm pretty sure, I am 100% sure who, who it is. <laughs>
4: who are you thinking? What, what's your uh, prediction?
3: My prediction is it's Eddie Perfect. Oh, because there are clues about the stage shows that he's worked on and it's and from the first from the first clue from the first I think like the first or the second episode that he's saying uh there was a clue about not he doesn't work 9 to 5. And he was in a production of the the musical Nine to Five, or the one that was supposed to come out.
4: Right, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> ah. um,
3: and it
1: makes sense because he is in town because he did an episode of the Dum Dum Club not too long ago. Oh, well, there
3: you oh, go. Okay. See, that's there's there's another clue, and not to mention that you listen to his singing voice; it is very distinctive. And I used to watch uh, Offspring, the Offspring. And Eddie Perfect is actually in that show And he, pl- he plays a character who is also a musician And you actually hear him sing So from listening to his voice in the show To listening to the voice in The Masked Singer I'm like, that so sounds like Eddie Perfect And I've just joined the dots together And I'm like, that's definitely him
1: <laughs> That's right yeah i re- I remember the first season he he still had bleached blonde hair because he was doing warney the musical
3: yeah uh, <laughs> exactly so that's 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 my little deduction <laughs> and um I think the the judges on the show I think Eddie perfect was mentioned once or twice but then never again for a little while so we'll see how we go <laughs> yeah yeah um I still, for the life of me, don't know who, um, who the Queen is, but because she's got an operatic voice, but she could she could do like a variety. A lot of guesses have been um, Kate Miller-Heike, and it does kind of sound like her, but <laughs> we could be wrong.
4: <laughs> she's not the only operatic Australian singer. So <laughs> no, she's quite diverse though, vocally. She's got such a great range.
3: Yeah, that's so true. Mm. And Bush Ranger, I feel like Bush Ranger is gonna be Jess Malboy because I heard her singing voice a bit more, and I can kind of tell her voice. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Bush Ranger is gonna be Jess Malboy, but the clues don't really add up too much. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. They're my they're my predictions. <laughs> um, okay. So yes, yeah, so I've been really enjoying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been really enjoying the Master Singer. I really enjoyed the first season, so I really wanted to watch the second season again. Um, and the grand finale is on Monday night. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much been
4: my week. How about you, Wayne? Yeah, mine's been pretty chilled to be honest. Um, haven't haven't been doing too much. Predominantly, have been uh, trying to stay as creative as I can with a bit of writing um, com- coming along. So I'm really. Really happy with the progress of of some writing projects I'm working on. And I've been filling the gaps in by watching quite a few movies and TV shows as well. So just trying to binge as much as I can... Uh, considering that I do not go back to work until the end of October. (laughs) Mm. Um, So I'm like, okay, well, you've got time now. You might as well. You might as well. (laughs) That's true. You know, engage with as as many programs as you can. But I'm really actually trying to uh, make an effort of watching at least one movie a day. Um, Admittedly, I'm averaging five a week, so it's not too bad. But... um. But yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm kind of saying, well, come on, you know, you love movies so much. Um, actually, let's recommit to to your love of film because uh, you know sometimes you can get distracted with TV shows, and I do like TV shows. Don't get me wrong, uh, because they're just wonderful stories. But you know, if I had to pick, if you said, well, you can only you can only watch TV. Uh, programs or films for the rest of your life, I would absolutely pick movies every time. So I'm just like, yeah, you've been distracted by watching um, some great TV shows, but get back into films. And I've watched some pretty good films um, recently, actually. So, yeah, I've been enjoying doing that, actually, rediscovering my love for, for cinema. How about nice. yourself, Michael? Uh,
1: yeah, roughly the same. Um, I've uh, trying to keep myself entertained by watching stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Been doing the binge that uh, basically the HBO app uh, streaming app that Australia has. So been watching, uh, been still watching. Um, uh, 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 what's it called? Lovecraft Country. Yep, that's him. (laughs) Been watching him and her, and uh, been really enjoying that. Uh, It's definitely an. Uh, very interesting. It's sort of it's like an anthology, but with same characters, and it's still a linear ta- uh, time thing. Ooh. It's like individual st- it's like individual stories, but they s- sort of all add up. So it's a very interesting take. I I'll probably need to read the book after I um after after it's finished, just to get. A bit of more of a handle on, but I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, also, I've been, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of um, TV shows that I have haven't seen, but I've been meaning to watch. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, the um, American Ooh. version, is is really good. Yeah, you know, for for an for an American adaptation, it is really, it is actually really good. And um, yeah, so I've been watching a couple of episodes of that. It doesn't have the sort of oh yeah it's it, it, it's quintessential like um, uh, vampires in New Zealand. It doesn't have that, but it definitely has this so, sort of um, sort of localized sort of threat that you would have and and yeah it has vampires, but it also has werewolves and uh, when they introduced introduce the quote unquote pack. Um, it's actually Arj Barker as the leader of the pack uh. <laughs> which is, it's really interesting because Arj Barker if, if you don't know is really popular in Australia. Mm-hmm. Not so yeah. much in America so mm-hmm. it's, so it's actually quite good. And he was also in Fly the Concords, the, the TV show as well Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, which is also another good um, TV show that I do recommend. Considering they take the piss out of Australia like a lot in that so. and I and I don't mind that <laughs> <laughs> uh what else uh, what we do in the shadows uh I be oh, I mean um I'm getting into the uh, harley Quinn um, <gasps> TV show as well
0: how good I, is it?
1: ah uh, I like it <laughs> I like it a lot I'll, yeah. I was thinking, because uh, I've been hearing a lot of, oh, it's just basically like, um, oh, it's a, it's a, it's like Family Guy, blah, 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 but it's, but it's not, it's actually a really, it's a, it's a more of a interesting take of where they take Harley, like, sure, it's, and it de- definitely take takes place, like, it, you can definitely put it into, it takes place after the, um, after the animated series in in yeah. the nineties, and I quite like that because quintessential the animated the uh, Batman animated series in the nineties was like top pinnacle when mm. it comes to like yeah. the Batman, yeah. and I love me Batman, and yeah. and uh, sure it has a star-studded cast, but I didn't I didn't realize. Um, because I'm a big Mark Hamill Joker fan, mm. uh, and I, and you know I have misgivings when uh, Joker has been played, especially voiceover. But I actually quite quite liked this, and I couldn't pick who was doing mm. the voice because I knew I I knew the voice, but I couldn't pick it where it was. And then I and then and then when the credits rolled, it, it was Adam Tudick. Alan,
0: Alan Alan Alan
1: yeah Adam Adam, He's, Alan. Adam. Alan. <laughs> Adam. Adam Tudyk. You know Steve the pirate.
0: Yes, yeah, Steve the pirate.
2: God
1: damn. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and and he was doing the voice of um uh, uh, of the Duke of Weaseltown from Frozen. Yes. That's where I knew it from because I wa- because I watch Frozen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm really enjoying that. I highly recommend that as well. Um, what else? Yeah, just mo- just mostly my week has been working, coming home, distracting myself with TV and listening to podcasts. I'm on a new podcast at the moment. It's called The West Wing Thing. Uh, by, um, by a couple of screenwriters and... Uh, that talk about the West Wing, uh, the West Wing, but in a very strong critique of of um, the reason why uh, what politics is sort of is today, and it was a bad thing. Because if you, because if you're a fan, if you're a fan of um, the West Wing, then you you sort of you are sort of what is the problem with American politics. At the moment, oh. so yes, yeah, it's, it's a very political, logo, heavy podcast, but funny at the same time. They sort of take clips and and they sort of do a retrospective and and a couple of things that doesn't really hold up today. There's a yeah, there's a lot of misogyny when it comes to the mm. treatment of female characters and and yeah, mm. so. It's yeah. It's sort of a niche thing that I sort I sort of like it, and I actually haven't seen The West Wing, but and I was thinking this could be like a a company piece because I've been meaning to watch The West Wing because because I've been hearing like high regard to American politics. It's like oh, it's the sort of thing that you need to see to understand American politics, and then and I actually know what uh, I I don't know him, but I know I know. uh, the same guy who does the dollop is actually one one of the guys in, in oh. it as well. Uh, uh, Dave Anthony. Yeah. And and that's where I sort of fa- found out where it, where it was. Uh, so I, I had to listen to it. And I thought maybe it's a, a, a companion piece for me to watch it, watch the West Wing as well. But after listening to a couple of episodes, I thought, no, nah, I don't need to watch it. I just need to listen to this and sort of get the gist. I'll probably just pull my hair out if I if I watch it because there's, l- <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things that don't don't work at the moment, and you can sort of see you can sort of see why. Um, you sort of get a guess of why Hillary sort of lost to Trump in. Oh. It's yeah. So I I've been taking a lot of uh, black pills, if. <laughs> A lot of truth bombs are making me really depressed, but in a good way.
2: So, <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I've been distracting myself with that. Yeah. Work and that, and on the home front, we still have land. We start doing payment, uh, first payments in November, so really? that's, that's exciting.
4: So when it becomes real. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can start mowing my own lawn, which is good. I want my own lawn. And that's basically it. What about you, Kendall?
0: Me? Well, um, yeah. I mean, another week happened, I guess. Um, but it's been it's been pretty good. Um, I've actually this is kind of sort of exciting, interesting. I've started doing uh delivery driving, I suppose. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> at work, yes, because uh. Oh, re- with work. With work, yes. Well, because one of the yeah, one of the cool things that we offer customers, uh, which was brought in just before COVID happened, actually, um, is like same day delivery. Um, so, uh, like if like with a staff member getting in a car and literally driving it to your house, um, and yeah, and it's it's cost the same as it would like Australia Post, so it's like it's it's a reasonable price and everything, and um, I get to. I drive around in, um, a fancy hire car cause my, my dear car, my Jarvis is one, one year older than the, the required, uh, uh, mm-hmm. age, uh, age of the cars that are needed to use this thing. Um, but yeah, I've been driving around Melbourne, uh, a couple of days a week from now on I think I will be doing um, and just delivering people like within a certain radius, but yeah, giving people their, their packages. um, And yeah, it's mostly been pretty, pretty good. It kind of took me back to my pizza delivery days back in Bendigo, like 10 years ago that I did for a brief (laughs) time. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's kind of changing things up a little bit for me at work. So that's things are, things are interesting, ever changing. Um, uh, I, oh, well, speaking of COVID actually, um, had a house inspection this week, uh, but it was different because, you know, not really supposed to have people over, uh, for that kind of thing at the moment. So they did a, I guess, a virtual house inspection where, um, I had to basically t- take photos and provide a description and, um, everything was hunky-dory and it took about Took about 15 minutes to do after like, you know, half a day of cleaning because I'm so lazy (laughs) that I, I only, I literally only clean my house. I, A, when I have company, like I'm expecting company or B, I am, I have a house inspection and then I go like, you know, crazy with the cleaning. Um, Hey, Kendall,
4: that's, that's you and every tenant ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, true. Very true. Very true. But yeah, so that was, yeah, that would but that was good. Like it's. I kind of, I kind of liked it that way. Cause like, you know, you always have that kind of stress, like, you know, you'd have to do something really bad to fail a house inspection, but there's always that stress in the back of your mind when a person's coming like, oh crap, I'm going to miss something and I'm going to get in trouble. Like I just always assume that I'm going to get in trouble for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I've never failed a house inspection in my life. Don't know why I would start now. Um, but yeah, but no, it was cool. It was interesting, uh, seeing how that was done and a lot easier than I expected it to be, to be. Um, it, but I mean, the only downside, I guess, it, well, I mean, downside and plus side is that I got the the email saying the house inspection was coming through, um, on my like weekend, I guess the two days off I get in a row. So it sucked because I, I just kind of wanted to relax the whole time. But at the same time, I'm so glad it happened then and not like. When I had a five five days in a row ahead of me, like I'm in the middle of now, that would mm. have sucked to like work all day and then come home clean and then yeah. So yeah, it's it's okay. Um, yeah, uh, what else have I been doing this week? I have delved into some TV shows. I have finished Umbrella Academy now. It's done. Very. I did season two in less than two days. Um, in bet- literally in between cleaning the house. I did. I watched. I watched half of season two on Tuesday, and the second half on Wednesday. Finished that. It was really, really great. Um, and then, yes, coincidentally, Mike, I only just started watching Harley Quinn this week. Yeah. Um, so it's, when you brought it up, I I was like, oh, what the hell? This what are the what are the odds that we'd both start watching it during the same week? That's crazy. Um, oh my god,
1: I, we're like sisters.
0: I know. <laughs> did we just become best <laughs> friends? <laughs>
1: Are we best friends? Are we best friends? Um, Oh, Kendall! Yes. Kendall, is your name uh, is your mum's name Martha?
0: Um. Wait, Mike, is your mum's name Martha too? Are you kidding me? Oh my
1: god! Oh my god! Oh my god!
4: God. We should fight crime.
0: We should. We should. We should tell Zack Snyder so he can make a movie about it. Anyway, that's enough of that.
4: <laughs> Ignoring you. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> um. But yeah. Just oh, so wait randomly. a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. Who?
1: Who's soups and who's Bats?
0: I'm Superman. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I figured you'd want to be Batman.
1: <laughs> I want to be Batman, but I don't want to be Batfleck.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I. I weren't. I won't argue that either way. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah, yes. I, I, I'm I, just past halfway through season one. Season one is on Amazon Prime. For anyone at home listening that would like to check it out, totally agree with Mike, recommend 100%. Um, my man Alan Tudyk. Alan is, is not only the Joker, but he's also the voice of Clayface. Um, and Freaking hilarious! Um, Kaylee Cuoco is the voice of uh, Harley Quinn as well. For those who don't know, and she does a really, really good job, I think, um, of playing Harley. And Poison Ivy is my favorite character, and she's everything in this show. But it's so, it's so good. It's so well written. Like the all the jokes land. The swearing never feels like there's so much swearing and so much violence, but it never feels gratuitous. It it really just fits. Really nicely with the whole world and what they're doing with it. Um, the animation's beautiful. For some reason, Jim Gordon is a mess and I love it. Like, <laughs> I've never seen Jim Gordon done like this before and it's, it's great. Um, yeah, highly recommend checking Harley Quinn out. Uh, and I've also dived back into uh, the world of Stargate. I have officially started Stargate Atlantis, which is super exciting. Um, And would you believe it, in the second episode, they dropped a reference to Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, So I thought I'd let you guys know about that. (laughs) Which Which, which one was first? Uh, Friday the 13th was mentioned first.
1: Uh, You know, release date.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess chronological order takes precedence, I think.
1: Age before beauty.
0: Age before beauty, yes. Anyway, uh, but that's that's been my week. I think it may now be time, finally, to get into the week that was in the nerdy news.
1: This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the Queen of Nerdydom, the hostess with Mostess, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall.
0: Alrighty, nerdy news time. And we have to start off with some sad news, unfortunately, this week. Um the legend that is Diana Rigg passed away this week at the age of 82. Uh, most people listening to the show will know her, um, as Lady Olenna Tyrell in Game of Thrones, the most excellent head of House Tyrell in that show. Holy crap. She was everything. Um, an incredible performance. Um, but before Game of Thrones, she was really mostly known, uh, for her roles in the Avengers, not Marvel's Avengers, the British uh spy drama from the 60s where she played Emma Peel. Um and then of course she was James Bond's one and only wife, uh Tracy Bond, um in On Her Majesty's Secret Service uh with, you know, uh what's his name? George Lazenby, the one and only Australian James Bond. So what a film for her to be in. Um, So yeah, she passed away at the age of 82. Very, very sad, but she lived an incredible life, had an incredible career and was well loved by all that knew her. The tributes that poured in this week were just speaking nothing but beautiful things about her life and her legacy. So it's very, very sad to see her go, but, uh, but we can, you know, rest comfortably knowing that she had a a hell of a time while she was here and uh, left us with some incredible work. So Diana Rigg, you will definitely be missed. Moving into the rest of the news now, starting with some DC news. Sad news again, Wonder Woman fans. We're going to have to wait a little bit longer again. uh, Wonder Woman 1984 has been delayed, Due to coronavirus, which is probably the most frequent used words I've said on this podcast all year. Um, it's moving from its October release date to Christmas Day in the United States. Uh, here in Australia, we're getting it on Boxing Day now. so uh, Which is totally fine, considering here in Melbourne, we are not going to be able to go to the cinemas until uh, probably Christmas at this point anyway. So I'm happy to wait. Uh, in horror movie news, this is pretty exciting, and I think the you know, announcement we were all waiting for. Neve Campbell is returning as Sydney Prescott in Scream 5. Uh, totally a no brainer. Uh, it was announced by Paramount, and I-, I believe she made her own announcement as well, um, talking about how she's happy to be on board, especially because the film is going to be paying. Much respects to the late, great Wes Craven. Um, So it's going to be so good to see all of the OG cast returning. It's just fantastic. Um, What else do we have in the news? This is very exciting. And from one queen to another, Regina King, or should I say from one queen to a king, uh, Regina King has made history this week. With her film by the name of, and if it loads, One Night in Miami, um, her directorial debut as well. She is officially the first female director, first black female director to have a film uh, screen at the Venice Film Festival, um, which is incredibly groundbreaking and super exciting and also quite surprising. I didn't realize that this would be the first time that this has happened, but here we are. Um, uh, and then on top of that one, her film One Night in Miami is getting, uh, Oscar buzz already, uh, and the Oscars are not happening for another, like, seven months at this point. Uh, so that's a very, very exciting, um, the film is a, let's see, it's based on former journalist Kemp Power's fictional account of a real meeting in 1964 between U.S. minister and political figure Malcolm X, 22-year-old Muhammad Ali when he was still Cassius Clay, um, uh, singer Sam Cooke, and NFL player Jim Brown. Holy crap, that's a good crew of people. Um Let's see. Uh, Kent Powers was part of the uh, press conference at Venice. Yes, blah, blah, blah. Just reading a little article here because I feel like it. Um, yeah, it's really, really exciting. It sounds like an incredible film. I can't wait to see it myself. Um, it's incredible stuff. Um, what else do we have here? Well, good segue time, I think, more than ever. The, uh, speaking of the Oscars... Um, they have announced this week some incredible changes, some groundbreaking changes uh, to what's going to be going into the Best Picture category uh, in a few years' time. Uh, let's run through it. Uh, so for the 94th Oscars in 2022 and then the 95th Oscars in 2023, um, they people submitting their films uh, will need to also submit a uh, Academy inclusion standards form uh, for best picture consideration. Um, And then after, uh, let's see the 96 Oscars in 2024, this is when uh, all of these big changes are coming in um, to basically allow for better representation uh, in film on screen and off screen. Um, So, from 2024, any film that is eligible for Best Picture has to meet uh, two out of four of the following standards to be deemed eligible. Uh, The first standard is on-screen representation, themes and narratives. Uh, The lead or significant supporting actors have to have uh, people that are Asian, Hispanic, Black, Indigenous, Middle Eastern, um, Native Hawaiian or any other underrepresented race or ethnicity, uh, general ensemble cast, at least, all 30%, at least 30% of all actors in secondary or more minor roles have to be from at least two of the following groups, women, uh, any racial or ethnic group, uh, LGBTQIA+, uh, or people with cognitive or physical disabilities who are deaf or hard of hearing as well, um, that also goes for main storyline and subject matter in terms of the film itself. Um, standard B is creative leadership and project team. Uh, so this kind of goes to obviously your, your cast. I mean, your, sorry, this obviously goes with your crew. Um, so two of the following creative leadership positions and department heads, casting director, cinematographer, composer, costume designer, Director, editor, hair stylist, makeup artist, producer, production designer, set decorator, sound, VFX supervisor, and writer must be from the following underrepresented groups: uh, women, racial or ethnic groups, LGBTQIA+, and uh, the people with cognitive or physical disabilities. So, it's and it goes on and on and on. I don't think I need to spend time reading all of them, but basically, you get the point. Is that the Oscars? Are finally listening to all the people out there with the hashtag Oscars so white, and we are getting um, we uh, they're making it happen, making sure that people who don't get the the same opportunities um, as I guess yeah wh- white cisgender people uh, get white white cisgender males specifically um, get in Hollywood. I feel threatened. So, Yes, uh, yes, you should. Shaking your boots, Michael. Shaking your boots.
1: Um, no, nah, they're outside.
0: <laughs> um, not to get political. <laughs> yes. No. No. That's no. Let's not. That's that's all the pol- the politics for this this show this week. Please. Um. Yeah. Very very yeah. exciting stuff. So from twenty twenty four, look out for an incredible range of best picture nominations. It's going to be fantastic. Um. Lastly, in the film news, apparently Borat 2 is a thing. Um, (laughs) Who knew? Uh, It's only been like, you know, nearly 15 years since the the first film came out, but that's all right. Sacha Baron Cohen is still hilarious, so that makes sense. Uh, But apparently it's already been filmed as well. It was filmed in secret, uh, I imagine, before the pandemic struck. Uh, who knows? Maybe there's a pandemic chapter to borrow it too. I guess we'll find out. That could be very interesting. Um, no release date for it just yet, but I'd probably keep an eye out uh, on your 2021 calendars, potentially, I would say, for a release date. But yeah, very interesting to hear. Uh, and before we wrap up the news for this week, we've got a couple of quick TV items to talk about. Uh, One of the biggest shows going around, The Walking Dead, is finally ending. Uh, It was announced this week with season 11 uh, in 2022. Season 10, I believe, was supposed to uh, finish airing this year, but because of coronavirus, the many, many delays... Uh, I believe it's finishing next year now, and and then yeah, season eleven. They're gonna they're gonna wait, give give the appropriate amount of time to come back and film it, do it all right, um, and have it air and finish in 2022. And then we're getting a spin off series uh, focusing on uh, Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride's characters, Daryl and Carol, which I just realized today their names rhyme. That's just you know. I mean, that's a sitcom waiting to happen, people. Wouldn't that be very funny? Um, They're getting their own show, which is going to be airing uh, on AMC in the United States in 2023, so stay tuned for that one, uh, Walking Dead fans. And lastly, another thing I don't think I knew was happening, or if we talked about it, I forgot, so apologies eh, there, but there is going to be a Doogie Howser reboot, which is pretty cool because it's going to be a female-centric uh, Doogie Howser reboot called Doogie Kame Aloha MD. Uh, it's going to be on Disney Plus and it's already been ordered straight to series which is really, really cool. Um, let's see. So it's going to be uh, focusing on the main character I'm going to butcher the name, sorry. Lahela Lahela, Lahela. yeah. Lahela nicknamed Doogie uh Kam- Aloha, um and she's a 16 year old mixed race girl who works as a doctor in Hawaii um, so we're getting 10 episodes it's a half hour comedy series uh, it's going to be following her as she juggles a budding medical career and her life as a teenager similar to how the original series with Neil Patrick Harris did back in the late 80s early 90s so um, yeah that's really really cool so I suppose that'll be on Disney Plus Next year sometime, uh, definitely keep an eye out on that. All right. That's the nerdy news. I'm done rambling now. Someone please save me, Fulia. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything that stuck out to you in the news this week?
3: Uh, well, first off, I'd like to pay my respects to uh, Diana Rigg. Wonderful, wonderful actor. Um, I've only ever seen her in the Game of Thrones series, um and she was absolutely wonderful in that um so you know my condolences to the family i'm not surprised about wonder woman being delayed
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) with everything that's
3: still happening like honestly um it was inevitable it was going to happen regardless uh but you know what for us at least boxing day it's going to be a great boxing day for us (laughs) to watch wonder woman yeah Um, (laughs) uh and i'm looking forward to it definitely so um what else uh i am very happy about the um the diversity standards that are in the best picture nominees at the academy awards um i'm a bit you know disappointed that we have to wait until 2024 for that
0: well they have they they had they have to figure out the uh, something to do with like the I can't think of the right word, like s- surveys and whatnot and making sure that they it's – not, it's not something that they're able to roll out right now for next year, mm. otherwise they, they would – um but I feel you, yeah, I mean Yeah. You know, if they if they if, if they could find a way to make it happen next year that would be awesome. But it, yeah, yeah, from what I from what I read it doesn't look like it that, that's what it is. So Yeah.
4: Let's be honest, look. they wouldn't have any films to be nominated <laughs> if they rolled yeah, it out that's immediately. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's well there
1: true. is trolls too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> look, in, in saying that though, like I'm I I just wish they had have done this um, you know, earlier rather than you know, later um, it would have been good to have that kind of diversity uh, in the Academy, you know, previous to this. So regardless of the fact that the, uh, that the, uh, the pandemic is happening right now, this should have been a, a standard that happened like years ago. Um, but yes, the fact that they've decided to, to actually mention the fact that this is going to be implemented soon. I'm happy about that. They need, to have, they need to have more people uh, that are diverse uh, you know, represented in in the academies it, it, just the fact that they're working behind the scenes and we don't know about them, they need to be uh, represented and, and shown for their dedication and hard work so uh, I'm really happy about that um, yes. I never really watched Borat so Borat 2 <laughs> is not something that I would watch.
0: I can't the- imagine you enjoying Borat in the slightest. Fulia. Sorry, I you just, I just, I
4: just, imagined Fulia watching Borat and it had me in hysterics.
3: Oh. <laughs> I'd be, I would be eye rolling the
4: whole way through. Fulia, we need to watch it together. No. We need to film your reaction to the dinner party scene. <laughs> you Look, need the.
1: Wor-
3: you probably seen, need to
4: watch the trilogy. <laughs> I've
3: seen, I've seen memes going around. I've seen um, like slices of scenes from the first film. Uh, I'm not a big fan of. I'm not really a big fan of that kind of comedy, to be honest. I,
0: n- I know.
3: <laughs> I have to admit, though, um, years ago I did watch Ali G, um, but that was like me in my teenagehood. So that was a completely different Folia. <laughs> I was still trying to fine tune my taste in films. So what you're saying
4: is you'd like Philip and I to review it on our FredWatch podcast. No, I never said that, nor have I
3: implied it. Okay. <laughs> and I am not going to be a guest in that. There is no way I'm going to watch it.
4: Fred Watch, Borat, <laughs> coming soon to Spotify, <laughs> SoundCloud, <laughs> and Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Fulia. <laughs> You can do that. That's fine. I'm not
3: going to be a part of it. (laughs) That's what you say now. Go on. I'm not not surprised that they have filmed this. Um, There were some rumors that there was going to be a number two happening, um, if I do recall. And the fact that they've now announced the fact that there's going to be a, a second film coming out. I'm not surprised, um, there are a lot of fans of the first film, so I just, like, why wouldn't you have the second one, um, so, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's some boring news, anyway, um, <laughs> the- <laughs> I think that's it from me, how about yourself, Wayne?
4: <laughs> are you sure, Fully? I was really, uh, enjoying you go through the news this week, <laughs> mind you I'm
3: done I'm, I'm good. surprised
4: you missed out some corkers there so I might have to you can
3: you can you can mention them
4: for me I will mention them for you I will speak on your behalf because I know you and I have similar tastes when it comes to film and television uh-huh yeah <laughs> uh yeah so look uh yeah starting off with the passing of Diana Rigg um, made it to a really good innings and she's played some of the most iconic roles in film and TV. Um, she appears as the Bond, as the Bond girl in one of my all time favorite James Bond movies on her majesty, on her majesty's secret service. It is a really contentious title in the franchise, but I absolutely love it. As I say, I rate it as one of my all time favorites. Um, and she's absolutely yep. amazing in it. Yeah, Mike. Yep,
1: yep, your favorite Bond.
4: Uh, bon- a Bond movie. Yeah, Honor Majesty's Secret Service is one of my favorite Bond movies of all time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's not an opinion shared by many. A lot of people really um, either don't like it or are indifferent to it. Um, you do you? Yeah, I, no, I absolutely do. I mean, it's 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 a little long. I think it's the second longest Bond film um, in terms of running time. Um, but no, I really, really enjoy Under Majesty's Secret Service. And I'll be honest, um, it's the dynamics between her and George Lazenby in that movie. Um, and I actually really like him as, as James Bond. Um, and I'm sorry, that, that final scene in that movie is by far one of the greatest moments in the entire franchise. Um, and yeah, that's again my opinion (laughs) and it's not (laughs) uh, yeah no and it's not shared by a lot of people like yeah it's again it's a very contentious film for fans of Bond but I absolutely rate it really highly um so yeah so Diana Rigg was always one of my favorite Bond girls and one of my favorite Game of Thrones characters I'm glad that I finished that series um and can now reflect uh on, on some of these characters and I just have to say what a wonderful matriarch absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um I mean Game of Thrones is really well written, especially as they do dialogue so damn well, I'm jealous. Um but you need mm. you need great actors to to bring those those words and those characters to life and and Daenerys Rig was just absolutely amazing. Will be missed, but what a wonderful, wonderful legacy. Um, and yeah just I don't know I think you can we can now go back and watch for films and TV, TV shows and just really celebrate and appreciate the talent that she was and immortalized in popular in popular culture for many generations people who love action adventure yeah. t v series will always remember her in the Avengers you cannot when you're a james when you're in a James Bond film regardless of your role you are immortalized forever that's that's a franchise a fan base that is not going anywhere. And I believe the same with Game of Thrones. So again, fantastic legacy. Um, Wonder Woman, I think will be a, a standout at Boxing Day because that's a big day for movies in Australia to be released. So I think for those of us in Melbourne, we are more than fine with that delay. <laughs> Better than watching um, our interstate friends watching that before us. But um, yeah, hopefully it'll be the last of the of the delays because it means that we can get some movies coming in as well. I'm super excited about Neve Campbell returning to *Scream* five. She was the last one of the of the main cast to return, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and I think it's going to. I think it'll. I think it'll do well. Um, especially since Part Four in that franchise um, picked up the game because Part Three was a little bit. Ugh. Um, so I hope that that momentum keeps on going. Congrats to Regina King as well. I was really surprised to see that no other. A black female director had had their film screened at the Venice Film Festival before. I was actually really quite surprised by that. Um, mm. So fantastic um, news for her, um, setting that benchmark there, and also the fact that it is a good film, getting praise as well. So I think this is the start of a good momentum for her as a filmmaker. More well, parity to you, Regina. Um, I absolutely applaud the the Academy for really wanting to enforce the diverse representation of the cinema-going public to be reflected on screen. Um, Absolutely. Like, generally, with a lot of Hollywood movies, when we get diversity, there are people who are not Caucasian in subordinate roles. So hopefully this, again, will up the game. And I think that's also, if we reflect on when Moonlight won Best Picture a few years ago, why that was such a huge deal. Because, you know, yeah. we had a, a predominantly black cast um, in that film. It was a queer story. So it was the very first queer story to win a Best Picture Award after um, Brokeback Mountain was, you know, did, did not win that. And a lot of people thought that it should have. Um, so I think that that was, that was a really a, a really good thing. And again, recently having Parasite as well, a movie that was not in English winning. It shows that the Academy isn't about American cinema really, it should be about cinema in general, because cinema unifies us, um, as people. We all we all love to engage with movies and those types of stories on the screen, so that was fantastic um to see. Uh Borat too, surprised. Sasha uh, Baron Cohen re uh is redoing this character since he said that he had retired this character because he is so recognizable and maybe that's why the filming of this film is gone underground. Um I do wonder if it'll be like, um, you know, some of his other films where because people now recognize his characters, um, it's kind of like that mockumentary is a bit more scripted. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he's definitely (laughs) an engaging character. Um, Walking Dead. I'm a bit behind on Walking Dead, but I do enjoy the seasons that I have seen. So I'm actually happy that it's ending at 11. I think it means you can have a nice, clean story. It'll be interesting to see where it goes, and I think how it ends then dictates whether the spinoff will be set after it, or if it'll be um, a mid equal, or or another way. But hopefully, it's a nice clean ending uh, for the franchise. Um, Doogie Howser, MD, was a show that I used to really enjoy watching as a kid, so have loved Neil Patrick Harris for a really long time, and absolutely adored that every episode ended with Doogie, uh, typing away on his computer, um, writing in his journal, uh, which I always <laughs> kind of like that image there. Um, look, I'm neither here nor there about a reboot. Um, I feel like that they could have just made the show without attaching it to Doogie Howser, because... It has it seems to have really absolutely nothing to do with the original except that they've she's got a nickname named doogie and she is a young doctor um yeah so I, I don't know it, it feels a bit tokenistic to me so hopefully it's a really good show. But again, important representation, uh, especially for, for young girls out there as well. And of course, boys as well, who it's important for boys to see women and girls in power and leadership positions as well. Um, so, yeah, a, a great range of, of news uh, this week. So, a lot worth discussing there. I think it's the first time I've actually discussed everything on the list, Kendall. Good job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> done
0: good. done very well this G- week
4: good job on good job on selecting the news this week michael your yeah. thoughts <laughs> yeah um yeah diana
1: riggs is very yeah very sad um uh uh she was diagnosed diagnosed with uh cancer not too long ago so yeah. it was a bit of a mm. bit of a quick one and yeah it's just a kick in the guts for her family and and friends and all that yeah mm. Yeah, um, yeah, may she rest in power. Hmm, um, absolutely. Yeah, Wonder Woman, well, uh, just, I just want to watch movies. Can I just watch movies? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I know, I want to see, I want. I want to see it. It's not. It's not fair. Mm. <laughs> but we we're all locked in like it's 1984. <laughs> Big brother is watching, and and we're all playing Animal Farm. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Oh well. This this will be huge. it would be huge. Um. Yeah, Scream Five was a bit bit interesting, cause uh, cause we we talked about this before when um we were talking about uh, all the o- all the others ca- coming back and yeah. we haven't heard haven't heard from uh, is is a uh, is Sydney Prescott coming back or is it going to be a completely different thing? Oh, we don't know. Um, but I actually had an idea of what how they're going to tackle it because. Because Scream Four, they they sort of already did sort of the quote unquote reboot of the series. Mm. So so I had this idea uh, they'll pro- um, they'll go if it, if it was me, I would actually write it as um, how um, Halloween sort of did like a soft re uh, like a. What would you call it, like a an alternative a, a, an alternative timeline sort of thing? Halloween
4: did that about four what? different times, Mike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it's so annoying. Yeah, but I don't happy... know how you
4: keep up, fully, Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a it's all it's all about the multiverse. Oh
4: my gosh! Uh,
1: yeah. Um, I thought Jason had bad
4: continuity. My gosh, nothing on Halloween.
1: <laughs> well, you know, at least Nightmare is linear.
4: Yeah, it doesn't make it any good, though. But go on.
2: Yeah,
1: it is good. You, you just don't know it. You just like bad films. Like, <laughs> like stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean Halloween, for instance. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a good film.
4: It is. The first one is, yeah. first two are. Yeah. yeah but we don't talk about two. we don't talk about part 3 <laughs> the, the, the middle <laughs> bit we do not talk about part 3 <laughs>
1: yeah and you also like psycho for some reason
4: love psycho mm.
2: uh,
4: you will yeah, you you, I don't know. you will not win on this troll because Kendall fuller and myself absolutely love that movie
1: no the remake the, the the colorization is better because you know it's color and black and white is boring we all know this <laughs> I'm a millennial I can't look at black and white films <laughs> there's a, there's only two two black and white films that actually are good mm-hmm. and that's Casablanca and Clerks and that's it <laughs> um, yeah so I reckon I reckon Scream 5 they saw that they would it, it, it would be interesting if they did like a um, an alternative like Scream like after the like after the first one.
4: Oh, okay. and the, yeah. alternative sequel, uh, like.
1: Yeah, alternative sequel. That that's a good ring to it. Um yeah. I'm interested because, you know, if you get if you get the band back together, it's always good. Mm. Uh even even if it was just a bit of fun. I mean, I watched uh, Bill & Ted faced music and Nothing to write home about, but it was just a bit bit of of fun, and I I enjoyed it. It also made me cry for some reason.
2: Mm, Okay, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, oh, it was sentimental. Yeah, (laughs) sentimental bullshit. It's like, what's this leaking out of my ears? I have no (laughs) emotion. Um, yeah, what else? Um, you know, the the academy has always had um the checks and balances of how, how they nominate pitchers ever since they first become uh, f- first ever first ever become you know you know that word um
0: <laughs> oh
1: <God>. shut up <laughs>
0: i'm sorry well, i don't know what's happening to us tonight <laughs> oh lord continue mike sorry go on
1: yeah the the conception that's what i was trying to think it was always political. I mean, if you go back, if you really research it, it basically the Academy was sort of a, an, an apparatus to, to you know, to, to like, destroy, like, the Actors' Union and all that. But, you know, it's political shit. No, I don't want to get into it. Um, Borat is always good. Now... There was a there was a video like cir- circling around the traps that Sacha bowen Cohen was was sort of trolling like a Trump rally, but he wasn't Borat, to my knowledge. He was just, he was just singing singing some uh, you know sort of um sort sort of things that you you would expect at a Trump sort of um anti-mask sort of thing and 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 all that stuff. But, yeah, it will be very interesting and and <laughs> and it, good on him for actually already filming it because it just went under the radar of everyone and then all of a sudden there's another Borat. Sweet. When is it? Is it going to be delayed like Wonder Woman? Fuck them. Uh, I suppose that's it. It really. I mean, I sort of dropped off Walking Dead, before season three. So, yeah. What about you, Kendall? Can you can you can you talk?
0: Yes, I'm gonna do my best. Um, yay. yay! All right, that wraps up the nerdy news for this week, which means it's now time to move on into or roll on up, as we usually like to say. To the trailer park. That we usually
1: say. (laughs) Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Hee-haw. All
0: right, it's trailer park time. Trailer park time. Three trailers as usual. And uh, starting with one of the most highly anticipated trailers of recent times. Uh, The first look at the upcoming uh, version of Dune and holy crap, I mean, I was already in for this movie when it was announced and when they said who was directing it, Denis Villeneuve, who did Blade Runner 2049 and Arrival and just every single film he does is amazing, I was on board with that and then the cast is just phenomenal, um, out, just outstanding from top to bottom and yeah. And then now I've seen the trailer. I'm like, yeah, no, I want this now. And <laughs> it just, it's just kind of depressing that, you know, it's probably going to get delayed again or at all. I don't know. Uh, which is, you know, sucks to think about, but fingers crossed that doesn't happen. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, it was a really, really great trailer. Um, I think, I, I do think the trailer is probably more, built towards uh, people that are familiar with June and the, the novel and maybe the, the David Lynch film from 1984, um, which I haven't seen and I haven't read. So I, I had to kind of um, watch a recap video of someone kind of di- deep diving into the mythos and the story. Of June, because I know nothing. Um, just to kind of give me some context as to what was what I was seeing, because it looks amazing, but I I feel like the trailer doesn't really give you a huge grasp on what the story is, and maybe that's fine because again, uh, you know we all always go on about on this podcast of you know trailers that show too much, tell too much, reveal the story too early, all of that. Um, so maybe that's also intentional. Like maybe this is a trailer that's built to satisfy that and also satisfy the fans, um, of the, you know, of the book, uh, and of the, of the, the, the film, the original 84 film. Um, yeah. So maybe that's, that's what's going on there, but regardless, it looks, it just looks phenomenal. I'm just, I'm so on board. Like I, yeah, I mean, I love sci-fi, you know, everyone knows that about me. Um, and yeah, just, just, I can't, I can't even with this cast, like I need to just look up this cast and just read these names. Cause it's just, a, it's like one of the best casts, like assembled, like in recent times. So, you know, Timothy Chalamet, who is just incredible in every single, I've seen most of his films and he's just, he never turns in a bad performance ever. Um, and he looks really good in this. And I've never really been one to find him supremely attractive in any way, but in this film, holy crap, he looks good. Like, that—that that is a good look on him. Um, <laughs> Zendaya is in it as well, and I love her. She's amazing. Very, very talented. Jason Momoa is in it. Rebecca Ferguson's in it. Josh Brolin's in it. Dave Bautista. Oscar Isaac. Stellan Skarsgård. Javier Bardem. I mean... It just goes on and on and on. It's just incredible. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't wait. I feel like I'm gonna have to maybe watch the David Lynch film first though, just because I've. I. I feel like this makes me want to see it finally, and I've never because I've never given it the time of day, because um, it just kind of seemed like one of those campy cult classic type films. Um, and I just, but now it just this kind of makes this feel makes that feel more legitimate in a way for some weird reason I don't know why, um, but I'm very curious. Uh, Fulia, what did you think of the trailer for June?
3: It looked really epic. Yeah. Um, the the just the the cinematography, my goodness, is just it's crazy, it's insane. Um, and there were some. Some actors that I didn't really recognise, but um, a lot of them I did. Obviously, you've already listed most of them. Um, and my goodness, that is a hell of a cast.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> um, I'm still, I'm still a little bit perplexed about the actual story itself. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. It's definitely very dramatic. A lot of sci-fi themes to this. Um, but it looks interesting, probably not something that I would actually see myself. Um, but I'm happy to hear a review <laughs>
4: over to you, Wayne. Yeah, I'm, um, I've never read the book, uh, that this film is, is based on, but I have seen the mini series adaptation from 2000 called Frank Herbert's Dune. Um, and I remember mm. enjoying it. Uh, a lot. It was lengthy. I think it was like three parts by memory. It's been a really long time since I've seen it, so I'm familiar with just the general um, idea of the plot. Um, but yeah, no, it was actually quite engaging and, and, and entertaining uh, for, for for what it was. It was a big deal at the time by memory. Um, it, it's something that I think is up your alley, Kendall and Michael. fully I'm not so sure, yeah. but I think you, you'd probably actually still enjoy it because it's. Uh, quite an intriguing um, an intriguing story. In saying that, um, it has been um, quite some time between drinks. So when I saw the trailer for this adaptation, not nothing really um, stuck out too much that was familiar. And I'm actually quite glad about that um, because I look forward to seeing this big screen adaptation of, of June. I think it looks really good. I love the color palette. I love the way this uh, is photographed and shot. Um, I agree with you, Fulia, that epic is the word for this. That's what I got from this. This looks like just an epic story, and probably one in a series of Dune stories because the novel that it's based on is over four hundred pages. So I don't know if there's already intentions to make it like into a trilogy, as is the case. yeah, I think, I think it's, there I think is. It's, yeah.
0: yeah, it's a two. I think it's going to be a two-parter.
4: Yeah, and do you know yeah. what? I think again, based on the source material, and yeah, like the mini series that I have seen was three parts. Um, I think that that's quite respectful for for the source material. Um, I haven't seen the David Lynch one, but. I think I will before I see this. I think I'm really going to try to source that out. Yeah, Um, because, hey, it's David Lynch. (laughs) So why why (laughs) wouldn't you anyway? Um, Yeah, true. But yeah, no, but as for this particular film, this particular adaptation, I really like the look of this trailer. It shows a lot, but uh, as you've so said, Kendall, if you're not familiar with the story, it doesn't actually spoil anything. I think it just gives you enough of a glimpse into this world to get you excited, and for that, I think this is a really successful trailer. It tells you the scope of this story. It gives you an idea that, okay, we're, we're not here on planet Earth, if you ever thought that, um, and just the array of characters that are involved, again, without really telling you much. So, yeah, like, Again, I have some idea of the story, but I really felt fresh and excited by watching this. So, yeah, I'm absolutely in for June. How about you, Mike? Um, yeah, um, uh,
1: I've been trying to prepare for this film because <laughs> it, because it's but yeah, as you say, it's a huge epic. It's it's um, essentially Game of Thrones in space. Mm. So it's. Sort of like different houses and different. Yeah, essentially, it's it's uh, like thousands of thousands of years in the future, and the human race are sort of spread throughout the galaxy. So therefore, they've been evolving into different factions and 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 evolving different ways. Uh, it's it's sort sort of like that, to my understanding. I'm I'm still tip of the iceberg at the moment. And, um I can't really mention any ca- characters all I, all I know is the ma- main person is Paul um, and his mum uh, lady Jessica and that's basically basically it and yeah I sent so so I know like vague stuff in the trailer but I also enjoy this trailer that and listening to you guys is was interesting having no context mm. and I think this is what sort of the trailer sort of does Pe- people who know the source material like pretty much off by heart are, uh, are creaming their jeans because yeah. they're actually seeing this this thing like done right and also people who, who don't know it um, can see the epic scale of it and just enjoying like like the um, the images that you're see- seeing Without any context, it's like oh, this is this is quite intriguing. Oh, one one what what is this? It's so I I, I applaud, applaud them for that actually giving a giving a trailer that doesn't it doesn't show too much but but it also shows shows a lot at the same time and it's that perfect balance that I actually quite like in this trailer and with the uh, David Lynch film I have seen it. Uh if you do see it you'll probably have more questions <laughs> because yes it is a David Lynch film and Lynch will Lynch yep. and um <laughs> but um I I I yeah I would recommend it but don't expect it to be good the same <laughs> or good really <laughs> It's it's very cartoony, so you probably get get like a gist of what what's going on, and yeah, Dune was Star Wars before Star Wars. I mean, um, one of George Lucas's big biggest influences was Dune. Oh, Con- considering um, considering Tatooine was basically Dune, and when R two D two and C three PO land on the Land on Tatooine, and when C three PO is going over here, you get this. You you see you see the skeleton of essentially uh, the sandworm, which is sort sort of like an homage to the sandworm that we see at the end of this trailer.
0: Ah, oh.
1: yeah, yeah, that's cool. So so essentially, um, yeah. So essentially, Dune is sort of like the granddaddy of of. Um, like epic, star, uh, epic, uh, sci-fi. Nice. Like it was like right at the end of uh the golden age of sci-fi, where where it's basically Buck Rogers and all mm. that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> and that that sort of uh Battlestar. Well, it's sort of Battlestar Galactica, but that was sort of in the seventies, and it was, it's sort of playing homage to sort of that Buck Rogers sort of nineteen fifties, psh, psh, but. But it's sort of doing its own thing with the influences of, um, like, um, like spaceships are shiny, but they, they can be run down at the same time. So you get, like, Blade Runner and all that. But, you know, this is not a history lesson of of, of, of that. This is what we're talking about, dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to say it. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. What am I talking? What am I talking about? I'm going to say it. Yeah. With bells on. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Kendall?
0: Yes. Well, uh, Dune is going to be fingers crossed released in cinemas uh, on Boxing Day here in Australia, the 26th of December. So, so one Wonder Woman in the afternoon, Dune in the evening, double feature. I think. I think that's what I'll be doing on Boxing Day. Uh, actually, no, I work in retail. That's a lie. Uh... <laughs> I think
1: Dune probably be a bit thinky, so yeah. So, so probably probably leave Dune uh, last. I reckon. Y- yeah. Yeah.
4: Yes, Wonder cool. Woman after your shift, and then Dune on the twenty seventh. <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Done, <laughs> done and dusted. Yes. Okay. Unless right. there's a
1: midnight screening, and then you can just just well. go throughout the entire day, sleep when you get back home, and then and then go Dune <laughs> at night.
0: Yeah. Is Look. it
1: Dune or June?
0: Well, it's it's it depends on how you pronounce it, I guess, because it's D U. N-E so I don't know is there a correct pronunciation of the word or it doesn't matter
4: I think it depends where uh, you live depends where you live really uh, like I would I, I would think- say Dune but somebody from New York would say Dune <laughs> I say yeah. Dune. Dune. Dune Dune
1: Dune like Sand Dune yeah Dune Sand Dune
4: Dune,
1: Dune. June. Is it Kamala or is it Kamala? What's the next uh, trailer, Kendall?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, thanks. Thank you. I was I was attempting to get there. Um, our second trailer, Lord. Our second trailer for this week is uh, an upcoming horror, horror comedy by the name of Freaky. And if it wasn't for June coming out this week, this would have been my favourite trailer because my Lord... Could I not stop smiling for pretty much the entire thing? This is. Ugh. This looks. <laughs> no. <laughs> was, <Yeah>. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, interesting discussion coming up. No, I. I really. I really really like the the, the twist on the. I, I love a good body swap story. I like. I'm a sucker for it. Always have been. Um, and. Yeah. I, so I, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't know where this film was going. I had a, you know, I kind of had it spoiled for me that it was a body swap film before I saw the trailer, but that didn't really matter. Um, but I just, I just kind of love the idea of like, you know, the, the, not the final girl, I guess, but you know, a final girl, maybe, um, you know, swapping bodies with the serial killer and like what, what does that kind of present in terms of your story and in terms of conflict and in terms of comedy in general? Like, and Vince Vaughn doing comedy again? Like, I mean, I know he's never really stopped, but like, I when Vince Vaughn is hilarious, he's so fricking hilarious. Like, it's and yeah, so I'm 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 so keen to see him. Um, you know, in getting his comedy on. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, big fan of Catherine Newton. Who's uh, the female lead in this one? Um, she is a very talented uh, young actress, uh, so it's cool to see her getting the lead in this film. Um, I imagine she'll do a fantastic job. Although I don't entire, I didn't entirely buy her as the the weird loner chick because she's too pretty <laughs> for that for me anyway. I, f- I don't I don't think. I mean maybe they'll do a better job in the movie of showing that she's like not the You know, I mean, she's not not the loser loser girl, but she's just like this girl on the fringes, I suppose, who doesn't really mean much to anybody either way, um, but is obviously not popular. But she's, um, unless maybe it's just because everything I've seen her in, except maybe Supernatural, where she's like playing a girl who's like very, you know, very attractive, very like, you know, popular, uh, you know, that kind of, um, you know, cheerleader type girl, I suppose. Um, so, I, yeah, that maybe I don't know if I'm buying yet, but I did like the shots of her like being the the killer. I thought that was she. I thought she carried herself pretty well in that. Um, and, and, and I guess maybe with this Vince Vaughn too. If you want to come down to it, maybe he doesn't go f- he doesn't go full Jack Black and Jumanji like Valley Girl sort of thing, which maybe is okay. But su- like his, I love that scene in the trailer where he's like reciting the school. Like the the cheerleading song, the school song, and that that made me laugh like quite a bit. And then the the and then the freaking one line where the <laughs> where the the the, lo- the lovely queer character and oh, yeah. is like, it's like it's like you're
2: <laughs> you're
0: you're yeah, you're a black girl. I'm I'm a I'm a gay guy. We're we're fucked basically. I'm paraphrasing, but I just that was such hilarious. Uh, such hilarious commentary. Very, very funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this film has a lot of potential to be really, really cool. Um, yeah, I really, really need to go check out the Happy Death Day films um, because this is made by the, the same guy who did those, Christopher Landon. He wrote and directed um, number two and he directed number one. Um, and I've heard good things about those movies, so I really need to get around to seeing them. But um, yeah, this I can't wait to check this out. Fulia, I imagine you're probably not very interested in this film, but I would I would still like to know what you think. Uh, Well, when I first uh,
3: started when I first started watching the trailer, um, I was a little intrigued. It did it was um, quite uh, funny in the way that they started it, Um, but then uh, they they ended up going into the horror. Aspect of it with the you know with the killer being out loose and then all of a sudden you turn around and you find out that there's been a body swap and the comedy gets even uh, more hilarious in a sense in the trailer. Um, I enjoyed the trailer for what it was. Um, there are there you're right Kendall there were some funny moments in this. Um, however. The fact that they've combined comedy with horror, um, I, yeah, I, as a, even though it looks funny, the moments where the horror aspects come in, no thank you. <laughs> 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 um, I'll leave that up to you to give me a review. <laughs> Good. Yeah.
0: I'm but happy happy to take one for the team. Yes. Even though- <laughs> take take one for you. <laughs> yes,
3: thank you. Um, but I will say, Catherine Newton, great actress. I loved her. I love her in Supernatural um, yeah. as Claire. Um, she had a very strong persona uh playing that character and it was really good Mm. um Mm -hmm. so the fact that she's now got a great lead role in this it's yeah it's perfect for her yeah (laughs) so So yeah definitely um and the scenes where you see her as the killer it it freaked me out a little but it like it looked so good (laughs) so it 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 works for her. It really does. It looks good. Yeah. Um. Um. And Vince Vaughn. It's been a while since we last saw him in something, um, especially something funny. So um, it's good to see him. You know, back on his uh comedy roots. Um. So yeah. And and the and the scenes where he is the he is the girl was quite funny. So I will admit that much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'll see this, like, depending, depending on your review, Kendall, I might see it. I might, but it's a very small (laughs) might.
0: I'll look, I'll take it. All right. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe,
3: or maybe I'll come and see it with you so that if something does happen, I could just hide behind you.
0: Sounds like a date, my friend. Okay.
2: (laughs) What were your
4: thoughts, Wayne? This is easily my favourite trailer of the week. Absolutely easily. Um, I I will flag, though, that this trailer was so good that if the movie does not live up to my expectations, (laughs) I am going to rip it a new one. I was smiling and laughing out loud throughout the whole thing it probably shows too much because there's so many great gags and i hope that there Mm. are more left in the in the film to surprise me um i love that this one absolutely owns the fact that it is taking from genre conventions and made by blumhouse okay let's go take my money but the fact is that it's the fact is first of all it's called Freaky, and it's a body swap movie. So there's our there's our nod to Freaky Friday, um, one of our yeah uh, it's on the nose. one of our most uh, <laughs> famous body swap movies. When you see the title cards in the trailers of the white background and the blood splatter, that same style is the um, same style used for the artwork in the re release of the Friday the Thirteenth DVDs. Oh, when you see the cheerleading routine. Um, for the friends to recognise her, um, that's from Big, right? With um, with that moment which, between Tom Hanks and and his mate and yeah. doing 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 that exchange. The fact that you've got a queer boy and a and a black and a black girl running away from a killer, and the queer boy is announcing, "They're like, no, you're black, I'm gay, we're the first to go." Absolutely, yeah. I love that. This is a comedy that knows it is in a horror and that is so clever like incredibly clever I feel um and I just and I loved it and it had me thinking about well have I have I seen any and I've seen quite a few horror movies but look I, I haven't seen all that have ever been made so please um correct me if I'm wrong but um, you know, the first openly queer character that I saw in a slasher movie was in Bride of Chucky. And I got so excited when I saw a gay character in that movie. Um, and so excited that I didn't care they killed him off early on. <laughs> because I was so excited by it. Um, and that was really good. There's a, there's a queer couple in um, Friday the 13th, part five, I think it is. That's retrospective. Um, but that's actually quite fun to reflect on. Um, does anyone who um, is Black Survivor horror movie pre uh, Jordan Peele films? Um, I could only think of one, and that was Shiva Ross's character in Jason Five as well. So you know they, these are quite rare, and there's even that wonderful gag in one of the scary movie. Um, films where the kids all decide to break up and this uh, black character starts screaming at them. She's like, no, 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 we never, break, we never separate because when we separate, all the white kids go off in one space, all the black kids go in another and all the black kids go off first. So I think owning these genre conventions and making fun of them, acknowledging them and running with it to, to serve your plot is is such a wonderful thing. It's not pretending. It isn't anything that it's not. I am absolutely all for this. And look, Vince Vaughn, I fell in love with him when I saw him play Norman Bates in the remake of Psycho. (laughs) So I am all for Vince Vaughn playing a killer yet again. And hey, even a teenage girl, if you will. (laughs) Michael. (laughs) Yes. Your thoughts on Freaky.
1: My thoughts. Uh, For Freaky... Friday Thirteenth, <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's released on the thirteenth. Absolutely, very clever, very clever. Um, uh, yeah, okay, it's f- it's fine. I mean, I wouldn't say the best sort of hor- horror comedy. I mean, Shaun of the Dead's probably close to me. Um, it's interesting. I mean, interesting having the sort. Yeah, having the Friday. uh, I was going to say Friday thirteenth, but I was trying to say freaky Friday (laughs) aspect with with a killer and and the victim. I mean, uh, it does remind me of uh, of uh, hot chick with uh, with. With a uh, Rob Schneider,
0: Rob Schneider.
4: <laughs> Why must you uh, mention? But go on. <laughs> because it, it reminds
1: me more of that than it does a Freaky Friday, you know. A
2: little oh, bit, just
1: a little bit, you know. Because you know, you know my views on Rob Schneider. Um, Vince Braun. Uh, sorry, Vince, Vince. Vin- Vinnie. Vinnie. Um Vinnie. Good the old Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> he he do- he does comedy well. And he does uh, Sinister as well. I mean he was he was yeah, he was Norman Bates in the Far Superior remake to Psycho. Michael, um, you
4: will not bait me because uh, I actually enjoy the remake of Psycho. Uh, again, no, I, unpopular opinion. I, I think it's a good movie.
1: <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't say. So I didn't say it was a bad film. Or I'm just comparing with the original. It's just superior because it's in color. Again, you will.
4: You that, will. You will. You all. will not bait me. I'm sorry. You will not bait me on baits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to bait you. I'm just stating my
1: opinion re- that it's actually better you because really it's a are,
4: and I'm, ign- I- I'm ignoring it. I love Vince Vaughn in that movie. And I probably, you know, when I watch Psycho again, uh, I'll probably go, "Oh, okay. I've probably been defending this remake way too much than I should." But at the moment, I'll hold on to happy memories.
2: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not
1: I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to bait you because, because ah. it's a bad film. It is a good film. I mean, the choice of having him when he's peep- when he's doing the pee-pee Tom uh, uh, and masturbating, mm-hmm. the choice of masturbating was a good thing because, because for an audience, we are so dumb enough to not understand what he's doing. We need that sexual tension... To, to say, ah, oh, he finds her attractive. Look, Gus...
4: That's why Gus, he's masturbating. Gus Van Sant directed the film. I mean, I would have been disappointing if he was not masturbating while looking through that peephole. Thank you very much. Um, I know, I'm just applauding. It was actually a, a
1: good take. It was a good take.
4: I'm glad I'm glad and, you agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you, you always got to play the audience dumb. You do. Because... Because you're, cause you're dealing with dumb people. <laughs>
0: Fulia, Fulia, what yep. is happening? The, the two trolls have turned on each other. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> what is happening? Is this real life?
1: <laughs> so so anyway, yeah, Blumhouse, what are you doing? You were, you were making wonderful horror and then you're doing this. Oh, come on. They had their comedy. moments. Oh, well, all comedy, all horror has its comedy elements, mm-hmm. I mean. Um Yeah. Let's just hope the jokes land. I mean, don't have all the best jokes in your in your trailer. Uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Are you going we'll to watch it?
1: Oh, oh, we're doing that. Um Suppose. If I have time. (laughs) I mean, what am I doing in November? I'm 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 doing stuff. That's if it's actually coming to Australia, I don't know.
0: Well are
1: we we all are we all gonna see it? What about you, Kendall?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Christ on a cracker. Um okay, so um For those in the US, you can check out Freaky on uh, Friday the 13th of November. Uh, No Australian release date just yet, uh, so we'll see what happens. But be sure to keep an eye out because it looks like it's going to be a good one. If you ask... Two of us. Um, okay.
2: And Kendall,
4: you and, and I are going have... together.
0: Yes, we are. And then, well, well, Fulia, Fulia, is coming as long as she can see it with someone else. So the three of us will go and have a have a great time. I
4: don't know, I'm Fulia. Sure. Probably, don't know. Have you have you seen that? Have you seen um, that Mr. Bean sketch where he's at the cinema watching a nightmare on Elm Street? Yep. Yeah, that'll
1: be me. Yeah. Well. <laughs> And, and, oh, he's watching Nightmare on Elm Street on a, a Friday afternoon. Unfortunately for you,
4: I'd be Mr. Bean.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what to to try and
4: freak me out? <laughs> well, I, I don't think it would take much because at least his girlfriend was sort of into it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, one final trailer to talk about this week, and coincidentally. It's another horror comedy. Uh, <laughs> <Woo>!
2: Terms used loosely. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: this is the first trailer for the upcoming Netflix movie Hubie Halloween. Um, okay, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this one. So this is this is the the latest Adam Sandler Netflix offering. Um, he's playing another caricature type character which is fine cuz half the time those go really well uh in my opinion anyway uh mostly waterboy is fantastic um but you know he hasn't exactly had the best track record in terms of his comedies i mean the the reaction is very mixed amongst many Uh, Although, you know, Netflix seems to really appreciate his services because they keep giving each other money. Uh, It's just like this weird vicious cycle in which these movies just happen to exist. Um,
1: And it will not break.
0: And it will not break. No, no. But I feel like, though, that all being said, this is actually probably the first trailer, like like for a film of his or Netflix that I've actually watched and gone, I might actually sit down and watch this when it comes out. Um, I don't know if it's going to be any good. I mean, I don't don't know if I'm going to like it, but I think I'm willing to give it a shot because there was a lot of, a lot of good comedy in it that I really appreciated. And the cast is fantastic. There's a lot of SNL uh, people in there. um, And... I don't know about you guys, but I don't. I, I I think that was Steve Buscemi playing that whatever it creature yep. thing. Yep. It was Steve. It looked like Steve Buscemi yep. for like it half. Yep. Definitely is. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Because I was like, I hope, I hope I saw Steve Buscemi and not Rob Schneider, because that's the deciding factor the, on me watching this movie. The Happy Madison gang <laughs> is in the film. Rob Schneider's in there too. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, I missed him. <laughs> Maybe I'm. Willfully ignorant, I guess. Um, it's okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing that excited me the most, apart from apart from the just the cast in general, was um the fact that Julie Bowen and Adam Sandler reunited from Happy Gilmore in this movie. Um, I'm here for that. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely here for that. Um, yeah. It looks it looks really funny. There was a lot of good gags in the trailer uh, that made me laugh. I I I hope that they're not all the best gags of course and you know the movie's not going to be great but so I'm I'm very much 50/50 on this one. I think I will watch it though just to see like because I I think I really want it to be good because it's it just it seems like a very earnest kind of comedy horror sort of film um and I'm I'm yeah I don't know and mostly just because I love I love Maya Rudolph and Keenan Thompson quite a bit so and I don't really you know, I don't really see Keenan in anything else other than SNL because that's all he does, But um, which is great, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keenan's no, pretty funny. He's so good. Uh, <laughs> I've been a fan of his since D2 Mighty Ducks um, and <laughs> all of his Nickelodeon stuff. What a legend. Um, Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I have anything else to say. Fulia, uh, what are your thoughts on this one?
3: Well, I got a lot of uh, Waterboy vibes from his character, Adam Sandler's <laughs> yeah, character, like from I the said, way his yeah. voice came through. Um, <laughs> and the fact that the uh, the cast, uh, the crew of Happy Madison are back together again for another fun time. Um, it, it looks interesting. Um, I didn't really get too much of the funniness from it, but I'm still willing... To give it a go and watch it and see how it actually, how it actually plays out. Uh, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I. <laughs> I'm not like I'm not sure. That's the thing. I don't know what else I could really say. Um, it looks good. Uh, the fact that there's also some sort of murder mystery thing happening as well, and the fact that it's up to Hubie to figure out what's going on because apparently the police don't trust him anymore um, because he's always going to the police for really silly things. <laughs> um, <Yep>. So <laughs> he, now it's up to him to figure out what's going on in his town. Um, and the fact that it mentions that Hubie is a huge fan of Halloween and yet he still gets freaked out when a little, when a teenage girl just grabs him on an ankle.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going
3: on there, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, you know, I'm always happy to see um, the gang come together. You know, you've got, you know, Adam Sandler, obviously you've got Steve Buscemi, Rob Schneider, obviously, he's going to be in there as like a cameo of some sort. He won't be in there for very long, I'd, I'd say. Um, you got Kevin James. Maya Rudolph is pretty hilarious in, in the scenes that I saw in that trailer. That looked funny. <laughs> she She's awesome. I, I love that lady. Um, and we've also got quite a few um, new faces as well, which should be really cool. Um. Yeah, look, I'll give it a go. It's only an hour and forty minutes, so it's not like it's gonna take away too much of my time. Um if it was any if it was any longer, I'd probably be a little bit fifty fifty on it as well, so <laughs> we'll see how we go. Wayne, what are your thoughts? Y'all did we watch the same
1: trailer? Like in all honesty
2: <laughs> like...
4: <laughs> Why, did you
1: really, really enjoy it? <laughs>
4: Did we not suffer enough through the wrong Missy? Like, this movie looks like an absolute piece of shit. Not only does this trailer reveal way too much, I feel like I've seen the movie and it makes me... It really makes me want to question my life choices of pursuing my career and passion for talking about cinema. I feel like I never <laughs> oh want to watch another movie God. again. I feel like I need oh, to come cancel my Netflix subscription. I do <laughs> on, Wayne, not understand a bit harsh. the appeal... At all, this movie has such forced humour, boring (laughs) caricatures that we've seen before. There is absolutely nothing interesting here. And what's alarming is it shows so much of the film that I feel like I'm not going to get surprised with even a single decent gag in this movie. Like... How good is this money that Netflix is offering Sandler and how many viewers are actually watching Adam Sandler that he can just second rate it with pieces of shit like this? I'm curious as to how the film will be, but don't expect me to be front and centre watching it. Michael. Hello. Well, Wayne, just settle down because it's not that bad. I'm here to critique a trailer and this is what I have done.
1: Critique? Uh, oh, come on. Look, to be honest, if
3: uh, comparing this, the, Hubie Halloween to Freaky, I think Freaky is by far the better of the trailers. Oh, you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your record? <laughs> <laughs> From my knowledge well, of
1: uh, horror films, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, we're t- but we are talking about horror comedy. This is more of a hom- horror comedy than Freaky. Can, is, how it's not f- that how it? it's
4: not funny. It needs to be. F- it it needs funny. to be funny to classify as a comedy. At least Ricky demonstrated Sand- horror and comedy. Adam Sandler doing a stupid voice is funny. Your standards are low. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
1: oh my is, god! The pro- the problem is that if you actually watch Adam Sandler films. All his films that he's actually playing an average Joe isn't funny.
4: And now he's he's playing a below average Joe and that's funny? Yeah, because he's doing a caricature. He's not playing himself. Yeah, I've never seen that before. I've never seen him do it. I mean, he's really stretching his range at the moment, isn't he?
1: No, no, if you think about Waterboy, Waterboy was was actually a good comedy. Mm. I mean, not a... A, a huge success than, than he's, like, Mr. Deeds or any, anything like that. What? Played, talk,
4: but Billy Madison was a moron, though, wasn't he?
1: Well, he was a bit of a moron, and he was doing stupid voices, mm. but he was playing a kid. He wasn't playing Adam Sands. He was playing a kid adult
4: Yeah, a kid Which is like the first who we've kind of got here anyway. Anyway, I'm interrupting your um, review of this um, trailer. My, Sorry, go on.
1: That's all right. Um... Trailer thought um yeah (laughs) wow okay what okay um hmm i actually did enjoy it i mean yeah (laughs) and i'm not i'm i'm not trolling here because because it it's it's something that you would you would actually enjoy it wouldn't be one of those um happy madison's that it's like just gross out or anything like that. Or even if it's the offcuts like like uh the wrong missy where it's where it's all all the Adam or the guy all the um happy Madison guys but without Adam Sandler, you need Adam Sandler because it's Adam Sandler and he's he's Adam Sandler. So so I think I think if you're comparing like um if you are comparing uh our previous uh dive into the Happy Mouse and m- minis- uh the wrong missy, yeah, it was a it was a piece of shit. Yeah. Be- because the only thing that was missing was the whole team. Is is that a critique?
4: I mean It's a weird way to def it's it's a weird way uh, to defend uh, a piece of shit by comparing it to another piece of shit, but if that makes you put your point across, go for it.
1: Well, if I well, as I said, I have already compared it to the previous <laughs> previous trailer, which I absolutely loathe. Do you actually it. like this trailer it's...
4: more than Freaky? Do you think? Do you think I, Halloween sells its story and its brand of humor better than Freaky did? Okay, yeah, that's interesting.
2: Well, do
1: you
4: think Plumhouse is actually known for comedy? <laughs> I don't think it's no, it's not known for comedy. But um, no, it's no, not. A bit like... Absolutely not. It's yeah, a, it... but uh, Happy Madison is known for comedy, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it makes funny movies because we know they don't. They don't make movies that always, you know, hit the the comedy goals that well, it sets. Just like how Plumhouse itself doesn't yeah. always make successful horror movies. Some of their horror movies are absolute shit. Yeah.
1: And I and I agree with that. So, so I could put the argument that this could be one of the good, happy Madison. Uh, well, they're comedies.
4: entitled to one because they haven't had one for what, a decade.
1: Well, um, I'm trying to think. Um, what was the last proper? Well, Click, Click was an, an interesting one. Not necessarily a comedy. It was more of a dra- It was more of a dramedy. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: But that, that that was a sort of like okay because it it's something out of the ordinary
4: and this one's out of the ordinary because it's a horror as well. So Blumhouse then doing something out of the ordinary and implementing comedy doesn't doesn't deserve the same amount of admiration.
1: Well, looking at the trailer and the trailer's supposed mm. to have that effect and I don't think it sort of stacks up. But that's why I, I I need to watch it. So are you
4: so, gonna are, are you gonna more, watch Hubie, Hubie Halloween? I'm
1: more I'm more likely to watch H- Hubie Halloween than
4: Freaky. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sensing a I'm mm. sensing a group review on this. <laughs> At some point. I'm
0: I am as well. <laughs> and I don't know I don't know if I dare ask everybody to watch. Uh. <laughs>
1: Come oh, with me, and you'll see I, a world of happy meditation. I would, I, I would
4: love us to do like a group review of a movie that's actually good. <laughs>
2: <One> point? <laughs>
4: Otherwise, we all be watching uh, Doom. True. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But yeah. who wants that? Okay. Winnie. Need- yeah. All right. So, okay. So we're so it looks like we're all going to. Uh, Watch Huey Halloween um, for, wo- for work related reasons. <laughs> oh,
1: for a Halloween special. Come
4: on. It's for a Halloween special. And then we can
1: get Fulia because she's not she's not known to watch I just, Halloween. I just don't
4: know what I've done to um, upset everyone so much that we're going to um, delve into this film. And I feel like we've <laughs> talked about the trailer way too long anyway. <laughs> but it's just me.
0: I'm... I'm... I, I don't... I'm not. I'm not even gonna do anything about this. I'm just gonna tell people it's coming out on the seventh <laughs> of October. <laughs> I
4: I could be wrong. Uh, I find it, it hilarious. I could be wrong. It's just you know my thoughts on this trailer are my thoughts. No,
0: no, but no, but literally, Wayne, you started talking about what you thought of this, and then I I can I can I <laughs> doubted literally every word that had come out of my mouth about it. And I'm like, oh god.
4: <laughs> hey, I'm the odd. What have I done? I'm the odd one out this time round. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Truth... It could it could only. I mean, I said it couldn't be any worse than what I think it's going to be. So there's a bright side to that.
0: Yeah, true.
4: <laughs> and it could
1: be but... as scary as the um, live action Scooby doo Yeah, things. true.
0: <laughs> I mean, I did say fifty yeah. fifty, but yeah. Now I'm feeling yeah, not that. <laughs> Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, watch this space, uh, avid, avid listeners. Lord. See
1: you at Halloween. Ooh. See you at
0: Halloween. Ooh. Okay, all right, that's Trailer Park done for this week, guys, uh, which means now it's time for the moment, the segment, the section, the place of the podcast you've all been waiting for.
3: Popcorn
0: culture. Yeah.
3: Popcorn.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Popcorn culture. Popcorn, all culture. The popcorn, it's popcorn culture. All of the popcorn and all of Autobots the culture. Autobots. popcorn <laughs> 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 Should you say Autobots pop out instead of roll out? Yeah. <laughs> does that does that work? Yeah.
1: Well the, yeah. the the actual quote is roll out, but a lot of misconception is Autobots transform.
0: Mm, that's true, but it's a yeah. roll out.
1: Yeah, that's I know, weird. I know. It's it's the same as beam me up, Scotty, and he doesn't actually fucking say it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a Mandela effect.
0: Oh, wow, I had no idea.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There you go.
0: There mm-hmm. you go.
1: And now you know. And knowing it's after battle, G.I. Joe. <laughs>
0: And that was Popcorn Culture. Thank you. Thank
2: you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for playing along. Here are your consolation prizes. Now you get to listen to the actual Popcorn Culture segment. Oh, dear. Yes. Okay. So um, let's have a look here. So we this week decided, kind of following on from last week's discussion of franchises that overstayed their welcome, we're going to take a look at... TV shows that we think have overstayed their welcome. Um, yeah, so this this is shows that are still airing. The this is shows like these are shows that are cancelled that aired like eons ago but aired way too long. Um, so we're going to be talking probably about a wide spectrum of things. Starting with from me, I have three. Um, the first of which. I'm going to mention, um, is not a bad show by any means, but it's a show I stopped watching because I felt that the first season really covered the premise very well. And I didn't see the need to keep watching once they'd wrapped the first season. I'm talking, of course, about Prison Break. (gasps) Um, I loved the first season of that show when it was on. It was...
1: Sorry. Yeah. Did Foliage just do an audible gasp? That
0: wasn't me. Did.
4: No, that was Wayne. Oh, wasn't. <laughs> that was Wayne. <laughs>
0: oh. Okay. No, so it's I don't think Prison Break is a bad show. I think it's awesome. But um I I loved season 1 so much. I thought it was great. The performances from the cast are outstanding. All around fantastic. Uh, especially Wentworth, Miller and Dominic Purcell. Mm. Like just, they play brothers so well that they ended up playing superheroes at a DC property many years later. So great. Um, but for me, it's just like the pre- the premise of the show of, you know, him breaking in to get his brother out. Um, you know, they did it in season one and that was it. And the show, but the show kept going because, of course, well, now they're out of prison, like, what's going to happen to them, you know, in the wild, essentially? Um, and I remember watching the first few episodes um, and just the to- like, I don't know if the tone changed, but just I feel like maybe just for me, at least, the setting, like the change in setting, kind of just changed how I felt about the show, changed the vibe of the show for me. Um, so I didn't find myself enjoying it as much, but then again, I am, it might be different now considering I'm talking about watching this when it first aired and I was, a, I was a teenager when Prison Break was first on, um, my, you know, nearly 20 years ago. So like my opinion is going to be definitely different now that I'm a lot older, but, um, I'm yeah. But from what I remember, just, I just, I remember just absolutely loving season one and just didn't feel that the quality or the... Like I said, just some, there's just something about season one that was just so great that I don't think it carried over well enough into season two, and I think the premise had run its course in a single season. Um, but that's my that's that's my opinion, I guess. Take it or leave it. Another show in a similar vein, but uh, and not definitely not as good in quality. Um, Pretty Little Liars. Uh, I I started watching <gasps> that. Oh, <laughs> cue gasp from somebody. Um, I started watching it on a recommendation of a good friend of mine. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I didn't think I would because it's like, I usually only watch teen dramas if like vampires or witches are involved, which is why I love Vampire Diaries so much. Um, but this is an out and out, you know, teen young adult teen drama and... You know, there's some interesting things going on in this show. But, like, the main premise is, you know, basically uh, this group of girls have lost one of their closest friends who was uh, murdered. Don't know who did it or why or any of that. Um, uh, And there's this mysterious person that goes by uh, the moniker A, who is uh, alluding to the fact that maybe their friend is actually alive or you know, or something, something suspicious is going on and that they've also got dirt on all of the girls. Um, hence the, the title of the show, Pretty Little Liars, um, because A threatens to expose all their secrets and, and whatnot. And so there's a lot of drama that kind of happens around that and around these girls' personal lives throughout the show. Um, and again, the first season was really, really good. Um, it was, Really well written, again, really well acted. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, The problem was is that once the show started, like it kept getting renewed and renewed and renewed, uh, the story just kind of lost its focus for me in in terms of what it was doing, especially in regards to the A storyline revolving who this person was. That was a big focus of like, of this show is like these girls finding out who a is, um, and you know, getting put, putting, putting a stop to a, who is like literally threatening these girls, not just to expose their secrets, but like there's, you know, there's life, life risking things going on. And like this, this a person is like trying to kill them at the same time. It's, it's all very intense. Um, but you know, a couple of seasons in, they actually reveal to you who a is, And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't expect that. That's a great twist. Love that. Um, But then it it becomes sort of almost like a a jigsaw situation where, oh, no, it's actually this person. Oh, wait, it's actually this person. And they just kept changing who A was. And then they introduced, um, like, another villain. And I can't remember the name because I kind of stopped watching at that point. Um, And that yeah they just it just after that it just got so convoluted and so drawn out at it just really made me feel like why why did the sh- why is the show kept going i mean yeah it was very very popular It rated very well in the us um and it has a big fan following so i guess yeah makes sense but for some reason the 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 consistency of the writing really just dropped off um in like the third or fourth season and yeah it's a show that i think really should have really should have stopped at season maybe season 2 or th- 3 maybe just because it yeah they really did all they could do with that storyline and they were just dragging out for popularity uh, after that and now the show had it got a spin off that was canceled after half a season because they tried to do a ghost story spin off set in this you know in this cool ghost town which was great and i really liked the vibe of it but it had nothing to fucking do with the the show it was spun out of and it ma- and it made no sense um, and yeah, and there's another, um, spinoff coming out soon and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to watch it. Um, anyway, uh, my last one, I'm not going to go on too long about because I've, I haven't really watched much of it. Um, but I feel like 17 seasons is a long time for Grey's Anatomy <laughs> to be on air. Holy crap. Uh, it's been <laughs> that long? It just got, yeah. It just got renewed for a seventeenth season. Whoa, yeah, yeah. Uh, these poor medical staff, these <laughs> poor people at this poor hospital, they have been through. Uh, I mean, you you say you say been through the ringer. I feel like they reinvented the ringer. Um, cause I yeah, it's just insane. I mean, I've only seen a couple episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, you know, everyone remembers the Code Black episode when the bomb was in the body because Channel Seven wouldn't shut up about it for like a whole month. Um, <laughs> um, that's like the only episode of, of Grey's that I remember. Although I've I have seen bits and pieces of other episodes, and I know I've had. <laughs> i've had <laughs> it's, it's true though they did they hopped on about it uh, <laughs> hey, uh,
4: did you watch the full episode
0: i did it so worked. it worked
4: <laughs> i'm not getting worked.
0: <laughs> it worked it really worked you really like me um yeah but like they, Yeah. <laughs> God it's great. Um yeah, they yeah, they just they these the things these characters go through in terms of their storylines from what I've read of like, you know, multiple multiple main characters being killed off, losing limbs, planes crashing, uh gunmen in hospitals, car crashes, like <clears throat> just it's yeah. It's just stop putting these people through this torture. Enough is enough, Shonda Rhimes, enough. Um yeah. I mean, I can understand why a show like uh, uh, SVU or NCIS can go for so long because they're, you know, police crime procedurals. Like, that kind of makes... That's okay. A lot of their episodes are one-shot type episodes. Um, But something like Grey's Anatomy to go on so long as a full-on drama for 17 years is just lord... Lord. Yeah. Are there it's any too long. are there any it's of too long. the
3: original cast m- cast members still in Grey's Anatomy?
0: Yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, I don't I don't I don't think there's many of them. Um Ellen Pompeo is still there, so Meredith Grey herself is still in the show. Uh but I think a lot of the original cast have left. Um and most of them were killed off as well. Mm. Cuz that's the that's the kind of show it is. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not sure who else is left because, um, as I said, I haven't watched the whole thing. But uh, I know, yeah, that Ellen Pompeo is still kicking around at old Seattle Grace Hospital. Yeah, yeah. Fulia, yeah. What, are, what are your shows? <laughs> what are your shows? What do you think? Well, I couldn't really think of
3: any um, any shows that were based on, like, pop culture and all that sort of stuff but i always see this on tv and i'm really getting sick of this franchise specifically it's the bachelor and the bachelorette (laughs) reality tv show oh my goodness
1: that's how me and my (laughs) wife connect
3: (laughs) i'm sorry mike I am. Don't be sorry. sorry. We, 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 don't mm-hmm. be sorry,
4: for you. We've delved into Mike's taste in entertainment. It's not that <laughs> great.
3: <laughs> I'm just sick and tired of seeing a new season after new season after new season, not to mention the different types of Bachelor and Bachelorette shows, like, you know, Bachelor in Paradise or something else. And there's just so many different versions of it now that. I'm just getting tired of seeing these really bitchy girls and these really <laughs> yep. uptight guys on TV trying to <laughs> find love quote in quotation marks. Uh, why would you display yourself like that on TV? Like I do not understand. Like Insta-fame. I hear, I hear, th- you know things and that some of the stuff that goes on in these shows are actually kind of scripted but or that the producers are like we want you to do this but i just don't understand why anyone would want to be on the show let alone watch it it's just <laughs> it's, yeah it's a load of bs <laughs> yeah Yes. Oh, come on, it.
1: Fulia! It's a load of you, it's a load
3: of beers. You can go out and find love anywhere. You don't have to do it on Ful- damn TV show, Fulia.
1: You 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 just don't like polyamorous love. No. <laughs> That's
4: all. <laughs> Wow. you're missing out I've just
3: I've never I've just never under- I've just never understood that's that show and I don't plan on trying to so <laughs> it's the it's the only thing that has come to mind for me because everything else that I have actually watched like a lot of people have this un there's an unpopular opinion that uh that supernatural has gone on for quite some time and that it should have ended a lot earlier and oh, tad like i kind of agree with it but i don't because the story itself has been really really amazing to the to right until the end um and it keeps you engaged and i absolutely love it so the fact that they are ending it at season 15 i that that that's that's perfect it's it's the best like Maybe, okay, yes, maybe they should have ended it around the you know the twelve thirteenth season, but the story was just too uh too evolved, like there was just a lot has happened that they couldn't really just finish it like that. So the fact that they've found a way to round it off and actually complete the story means that you know this is the it's like the perfect opportunity from for them to end it at season 15 and i'm happy about that as much as i would love to see more of supernatural um you know jensen ackles jared padalecki misha collins these amazing actors need to go out and explore different genres of their you know of their acting skills and being able to put themselves up there for different um for different roles and it's 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 why I love the show so much because of how amazing these actors are and the fact that the story is really great too so yes there are people that say that it's gone on too long but I love the fact that it's cutting off at this particular point. Um, and because it would have been, it would have been a disservice to the fans if they had have ended it any earlier, I think, um, in my opinion. So in this instance, Supernatural is ending at a great time. Um, yep. I don't think it need it. Like <laughs> if they hadn't have announced the fact that this was going to be the last season, um, I reckon then I would have said okay maybe it's going a little bit too long now. Um it doesn't need to go any longer than what it has. So there that's 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 my opinion but you know the bachelor and bachelorette franchise They need to stop. (laughs) I'm sick of them. I'm sick of seeing it. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
3: I'm sick of seeing the damn ads for it. That's the thing that pisses me off even more. But you don't because it comes up all the time. You're
4: not you're not riveted by who Lockie is going to end up with.
3: I have no clue who they are. I am not interested. (laughs) I don't give a crap. Give me more supernatural. That I'll watch more of. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch a reality TV show about guys and girls wanting to find love. That's their personal preference, not mine. <laughs> Wayne, how about yourself? What are your choices?
4: Okay, well, we're just going to leave that conversation uh, by itself. I was going to give you, I was going to give a bit of a right of reply, but I think I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> i love it um tv shows that have gone on for far too long uh it won't come to a surprise to anybody uh who has heard this topic come up before in some form or another that i think probably the number one show that's got that went on for too long than it needed to was 13 reasons why um yes! did not need to go on beyond yes. one season Uh, again, season two was a bit of a bonus. It was okay. Um, and and the third season was a crime against the art of television storytelling. Um, yeah, just did not need to go. It was such a wonderful contained first season. And then they gave us three more. No, thank you. (laughs) No. So I I will always recommend 13 Reasons Why, but season one only. Um... Lost is another one that could not sustain its gimmick because it was intriguing. It was quite well written. um, It was bombarded with flashbacks and the promise of a monster that in the end I could not give a flying fuck about. Um, Again, it was an interesting premise with an interesting gimmick that really only needed to be a season or, hey, make it a really nice long movie uh, or miniseries. I think that would have worked really well. Another series that I think actually went on too long was Will and Grace in the end. We had a bit of a reunion um, set of seasons. So it ran for eight seasons, took a hiatus and came back for three more. This was really exciting and I was really excited to see it. And I have to say that the episodes in the last three seasons, so the newer ones, were actually quite good for most of the part. And it really felt like you hadn't left the characters or the show, they fit right back in there, and that was really nice to see. The humour was on point, it was topical, it was political, and you really did care for these characters. So the brand hadn't changed. Unfortunately, um, my opinion is that when the show ended on Season 8, it was by far one of the loveliest and most heartfelt season finales I had ever seen, and it got me in tears every single time and that's why i didn't watch will and grace too often because whilst it was a great enjoyable time the whole way through the final scene of season eight uh was heartbreaking but in a really beautiful way it, it made you f- yeah. it made you feel good then comes season nine And they destroy the last few episodes of season eight by relegating it to a dream. You're not happy by this because it's disrespectful to the plot lines. But you're like, hey, I get to see my mates again, essentially. And you're happy to go with it. And then the final episode of the whole series that they give us. Fine. But does not hit the emotional beats. Does not feel rewarding as the season 8 one. So I would suggest to anyone who wants to watch Will and Grace. Watch the original 8 seasons. If you want to delve further do it out of curiosity. But consider it as an alternative <laughs> set of events. Um, so Will and Grace. Those first 8 seasons are absolute classic. Brilliant. Just absolute gold. A series that I finished recently. was a series on Netflix called East Sido's. And it begins really well. It's a low-budget series. It's a it's an original queer narrative. And I was quite intrigued, and I enjoyed the world. There was familiar tropes, but I'm okay with familiar tropes. And then the fourth season kicks in, and for some reason, um, it decides to delve into all of these other characters, most of whom are just really boring and we don't care about. Um, they're generally about, you know, 25 to 30-minute episodes. The second last episode of the season of the series in in total goes for an hour and it took me four separate sittings over about the course of one or two weeks to actually sit through it it became like such a chore in the end because they're delving into all of these plot lines that they and subplots that they want to wrap up when really if they were going to sort of do that why bother focusing so much more so much attention to them like I don't mind supporting characters being two-dimensional characters and just sort of follies and props to our central core characters if that elevates their narrative because that's who we're we we invested in this whole time to begin with and then it just sort of became more of an ensemble again okay if you're doing that from the beginning but does not work when you're doing it towards the end Shows that are currently still going that probably shouldn't be are, I guess, the holy trinity of animated shows from the 90s and noughties. The Simpsons, South Park and Family Guy. I feel like they just need to wrap up and do it in a really um, dignified and strong way because all of their golden eras are far behind us. And I think it would be nice for fans of all of those series to just have a complete box set package that you can just go back and enjoy at your own leisure. Um, so they're, yes. they're my, my thoughts on TV shows that have gone and are still going <laughs> past their use-by date. Michael, how about yourself?
1: Yes. Well, I'll just focus on one, but I'll just have a, a list of a couple uh lost someone said I think yeah when was one of them uh maybe Gotham for me yeah sort of. yeah 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 uh, um what else is there um maybe smallville
4: mm, interesting yeah
1: but I only watched like the the first season really and then I like yeah I, I, yeah, I got
4: it. <laughs> Interesting. I'm watching. I'm watching <laughs> so, season two at the moment, Mike. Actually, because I've not seen the full thing before. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel yeah. you. Like I, I tuned out <laughs> early on when I first started watching that.
1: It, it's, a, it's sort of a, a background noise mm. sort of TV yeah. show. Yeah. Um, but probably the big one, and I've focused more on this, is a little old Australian one that uh, I really, I really enjoyed as a child, and. Uh, quite recently thought of re-watching again, is Blue Healers. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, I never saw Blue Healers. Yeah. Like, I know of it, obviously, because it's so ingrained in pop yeah, culture. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I, I didn't go past the pilot, so please, details.
1: Um, Yeah, uh, the re- reason why it's, it's sort of overstayed its welcome because it it, it did... Uh, there's 13 seasons all up, but there's... So- but they're sort of the long long seasons where it was it's filmed like um it like like a soap opera re- really like with your uh, neighbors and your home in a way like e- each season w- consisted of like 40 episodes so it went for a whole year basically and um, yeah it, it went for went for 12 years and I think the And I think uh, when people's, because it was like one of the highest rated shows like Mm. ever in Australian, yeah, Australian TV, and uh, everyone knows, everyone knows about Maggie Mm. and PJ, um, and Tom Croydon, of course, who I met actually, Uh, yeah, when I was was a little, when I was a little baby, (laughs) fresh, fresh boy, um. Yeah, um, John Wood actually went to a Australia Day bre- breakfast in Swan Hill uh, way back when Yeah, Have I told you about Swan Hill, where Paul McCurry used to live? <laughs> he did um, <laughs> Yeah, well, which is qu- quite ironic really because uh, John Wood actually comes from Toolibuck which is like uh, about an hour and a half away from Swan Hill so, so he's sort of half local, you know yeah, he, he's one of our own. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also Molly Meldrum, as well. Ah. He's from yeah, he's from Quambatook as well. Um, and, sa- and same as John Williams actually. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah. Uh, me and the family used to watch it like all the time, like because it's a it was a. It was a it was a country cop show, and we're from the country, and we like watching the country because we're from the country, and we watched it. Um, <laughs> and I think where it really sort of went off the rails was because uh, at the time, one of the biggest stars, uh, uh, Maggie Doyle, uh, the the big Ma- Maggie Doyle mm. death.
0: Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Sort of, sort of. Like everyone was captivated and like needed to watch who, who killed Maggie.
0: Yep.
1: Spoiler alert! Mm -hmm. Fucking brother. Um, (laughs) And uh, after that, it was sort of like plugging along, and then, and then all of a sudden, it needed needed to be revamped, uh, and it just turned into something that it wasn't. Uh, It's it it. Essentially, they tried to turn it into like um, like 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 a CSI Mount Thomas, where because they blew up the they they blew up the old cop shop, so there you go. Mount Ma- uh, Mount Thomas had a terrorist attack.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that that was a that was a good decision was... because because you know <laughs> it was it was two thousand and four, you know terrorism is fresh on our minds and yeah yeah and that's what because that's what people wanted to watch like real life except for the escapism of just a a quaint little town dealing with like parking fines and all that shit but no terrorism we need terrorism (laughs) so yeah it's sort of overstayed its welcome sort of jumped the the shark there and then and then (laughs) and fuck and and then tom croydon become uh had a vendetta about who 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 bombed the cop shop and he turned into a he basically turned into john wick
0: yeah fuck that's
2: right
1: i just realized that
2: into,
0: <laughs> tom
1: croydon little oh my little, god he turned into john wick <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what uh, I want
1: maybe I should remake it you should yeah Tom Croydon the the John Wick story
0: <laughs> Tom Croydon 3 Parabellum
1: <laughs> Cause he found, uh, co- I need to see because he found the guys and they actually yeah because they, they they kidnapped his wife like at, at the time it was like this sweet little cu- couple who they sort of met met in town and, and all, all that and 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 they took his wife, they beat the living shit out of her. It's like, what am I watching? <laughs> it's supposed to be like heartbeat, but Australian. Oh <laughs> God But no, it need to be gritty realism because thanks nine eleven, Yeah, pieces of shit. Had to change had to change my childhood. Uh, okay. Anyway. Yeah, so it sort of overstays welcome up after Especially, uh, yeah. After when Maggie died, I reckon she stopped it there.
0: Fair enough. like
1: they couldn't go anywhere. Couldn't go anywhere after that. So, a bit, yeah. So, what about you, Kendall?
0: <laughs> well, well, I think that might actually bring popcorn culture to a close for this yeah. week. Yeah. 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 No,
1: yes, with no mention to Kevin to dick.
0: <laughs> cool. So that was a great discussion. Um, thank you, everybody, for your awesome answers. Uh, we think we only had like one crossover mm. there. That's pretty impressive. Very happy. Um, nice. Hope you guys listening enjoyed that. Uh, it's time to check up with Fred um what's up with Fred well I guess uh you know there's still an episode of the monthly out if you missed the monthly from the end of last month um please check it out Fulia and I quiz each other yep on on uh, our favorite fandoms and it's a lot of fun yes definitely um, yes strap in though it's an epic one yeah. um <laughs> but very good Um, and yeah, and then I've just still just got, obviously this wonderful show once a week for me, Mm, still trying to figure out things in terms of my other little Fred projects, but, um, yeah, hopefully I can find the, my mute, hopefully my, my pop culture muse will return soon and I will, I will be able to bring you guys some. Some more non scripted ramblings, and maybe once the lockdown ends, collectible chaos can make a return but we'll we'll see what happens um, is a
1: suggestion favorite adam Sandler films <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> mm,
2: that would be an interesting list
0: mm, i, I- I don't know. I don't know how it would go. Uh, Folia, yes. how's foolish Fu- Fuji going? Yeah, it's going
3: great. I am less than twenty followers away from two hundred already, uh, which is insane. When does that?
4: Ha- where does <laughs> yeah. that happen? Where does that come from?
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Initially, when I started streaming, I never thought I'd even make it to affiliate and let alone getting affiliate and then getting like almost 200 followers, which is crazy. Um, So I really appreciate all the love and support I get over on Twitch and um, the community is amazing. And I I just I love each and every one of them. And um, I just I I'm assuming they all love what I do. So (laughs) that's why they keep coming. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so, uh, finished off Paper Mario, as I said, at the beginning of the show, uh, we're going to be starting a new game, uh, next weekend. Hopefully I'm not, I haven't hundred percent decided yet, but there are a couple of options, um, that I need to weigh up and see which one's going to be the best option. Um, so we'll see how we go. And, um, yeah, just, just continuing on with um, my regular streams on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so you can check me out uh, on Twitch, uh, Foolish Fuji on Twitch there. And uh, also you can check out my YouTube channel, um, Foolish Fuji as well. Uh, got a new... Uh, playthrough series being uploaded. It is the Murdered Soul Suspect um, playthrough. So you can go and check that out right now. The first uh, the first four the first four parts should already be up Um, and yeah they're just going to be they're going up uh, every Monday Wednesday and Saturday Uh, so you can check them out. They're nice and digestible uh, short between 20 to 30 minutes worth um, just so that I'm not taking up too much time from your life. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. You can also check out my social, which is um, uh, over on Twitter uh, at foolish underscore Fuji. Um, I'm usually posting things about Animal Crossing there and, you know, other important gaming posts so you can go check me out over there and you can also get notifications of when I go live as well. Um yeah, can't really think of much else at this point. Wayne, how is Fredwatch going?
4: Yeah, going really well, thank you. So we've had the release of our last lockdown special, which is Ali's wedding. So that is out there. Yeah, it was a a great film. Bit of a mixed response from our reviewers, but that's what I think makes a really good episode. Mm. Um, So, yeah. So, no, that was actually, for me at least, a lot of fun uh, to review because I really enjoyed that film. Also, um, Mm. we are hoping to start releasing some more Fred Watch episodes over the coming months, um, getting our season back on track and because we've got some special occasions coming up as well. Such as Halloween and Christmas, we always like to acknowledge those. So yeah, since we're since uh, those of us in Melbourne are still and Victoria as well are still in lockdown, and you need some recommendations, go to our Spotify and SoundCloud and check those out. But yes, more Fred Watch coming soon. How about yourself, Michael?
1: Uh well, nothing much. Um, I'll be watching uh, TV. <laughs> I'll be eating popcorn and i'll be streaming it on twitch Oh really yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm going to be watching uh, old episodes of blue healers on twitch until they kick me off for copyright <laughs> Oh come <laughs> on
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow and i will s- be
1: reacting
0: are you going to st- wow gonna- this didn't
1: this didn't age well <laughs>
0: <laughs> lord are you gonna stop when Maggie dies?
1: <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep on going until Tom Croydon turns into John Wick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough.
1: You know you
3: can actually do um Twitch streams with Amazon Prime um, shows and movies that are on there.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah Yeah, but Blue Healers isn't on Amazon Prime. I'm I think not it might saying. be actually.
3: I don't know. I I wouldn't know. I don't have Amazon Prime, so I can't say.
1: It's no, on. It's on set seven play.
4: Oh, uh, seven plus.
1: Yeah, that one. I know. Different I know Prime. they're all on there, so mm. I can watch it. I'll watch it there. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be starting. I'll be starting that tomorrow. Okay. Nice. Stay tuned. <laughs>
4: Am I being serious? I don't know. Also, side note, it, has, it actually is... Blue Healers is on Amazon Prime, so watch it... Yeah, what, it is. Watch it commercial-free. looking at it. Yeah.
1: There you go. Oh, my God. I just found a niche.
0: <laughs> I think it's, like, the first seven seasons. Wow. But... The,
1: okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's when Maggie Ma- Maggie dies. Oh, there you go. You don't
4: need to keep going, then. <laughs> <That's> the <end. laughs>
1: One a day.
0: <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> classic, classic. So, so nice. make
1: sure, make sure you you wa- you watch me on Twitch um, under the heading Listener, because I control all his um, all his uh, social medias. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: Yes, I seem, to, I seem to have a listener popping into my chat every now and then.
4: Ah.
3: <laughs> Comes in with the fiery hands.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's an old listenator. Because <laughs> he's, he's in a satellite at the moment. He's circling. He's uh, in orbit. He's keeping us safe. Okay. Oh, and also and also, he's escaping from COVID because <laughs> he's a fucking coward.
2: <laughs>
0: Sounds about right.
1: Yeah. Piece of shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that just might about do it for this episode. What do you guys think? Yeah.
4: It's been a fun one.
0: It's been a fun one. It's been a loopy one. It has been. Uh, has been. Yes. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's,
1: like okay. da- it's, like, it's like a day it's like like a uh David Finch. David Finch. David Lynch, Finch. David Lynch. Finch. Finch. There is a David Finch, isn't there?
2: <laughs> Probably. I don't know.
4: <laughs> I don't
2: know anymore. anymore <laughs>
4: Kendall, oh, let's, yes. let's wrap this up.
2: <laughs> I'm trying!
4: I'm trying! <laughs> no, try not.
2: Do
1: or do not. There is no try.
0: Oh, that was a podcast called Fred. It
1: was! <laughs> you could say that.
0: <laughs> you, could, uh, you could, and I just did. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.
4: For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website FredTheAlienProductions.com and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, stationery
1: anything from Adam Sandler with our (laughs) unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team
3: Unibums, incompetent gamers our live stage shows and more that was the Fred plug Mm -hmm. Ah, I've been a Kendall Richardson
4: I've been a Wayne Stellini
3: I've been a Fulvia Cantara
4: and
1: I'm Optimus Prime Roll out,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you've just experienced a podcast called Fred. Fred.
1: Fred. Fred.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got it right this time. (laughs) That was a lovely echo. (laughs) Remember to eat beef, people. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you for listening. Look after yourselves. Take care. Be safe.
3: Stay safe. safe. Yes. Stay home. Wear your masks. Ready lives.
1: <laughs> Barely. Gay, Gay icon. Yes. Number two. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> and, and.
2: Scene. 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 scene.